Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that's been bitten again ha <laughs> twice bitten twice bitten starring james carrey once bitten, and twice was it rick moranis i don't know i have no idea either way he's making a comeback rick moranis is he he's coming back well that's exciting it is exciting what's kind of exciting because we got spidey boy we're talking him spider-man's back the amazing spider-man 2 from 2014 directed yeah. by the mark webb mark webb is back he's back making his uh, web give him a v. i liked the 500 days of summer okay sue me yeah one of his three movies yeah it's very good <laughs> it is a good movie i like it what about this one did you like this one this is a movie that has a reputation that it sure does i don't know if it deserves i get it it's, i totally get i understand it, it yes but it's not as bad as everybody says it is. It's uh, hold on, I'm distracted. Are you wearing your Connecticut lobster roll hat? I am. Oh, geez, that's a good hat. The lobster rolls. That is so good. I love this hat, Dave. I need you to promise me something. Yeah, bud. You're not gonna die during this episode because it's Spider-Man. Turn off the dark. Yeah, this was a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this right after Hurricane or Tropical Storm. Isaiah's sure. Isaiah's I words. I don't know. The Weather Channel had a whole thing on their website. It was a minute and 11 seconds long of how to say the name of whatever the storm was Mm -hmm. that hit this afternoon. If you have to put out a video that long, just don't name it that. It seems like it should be a very short video where they're like, (laughs) here's how to say it. But But we're recording this one in a blackout, a proper blackout, where luckily we recharged the computers beforehand and they're they're going. (laughs) Uh, We have a flashlight lighting the Fortress of Potitude right now. Yep. It feels appropriate. It seems like because uh, electro, very appropriate. electro came down, yeah, and he took our power, our electricity, and we were like, <laughs> and "Here we are!" And Damn he it, Jimmy Fox! Go talk about my movie. And we said, "All right, we were going to anyway, Electro." But, yeah, all we, right, you're on the schedule. We Fine. started a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it's He's very like, dark in here right now. <laughs> then he was like, "Well, can you name this song before Shazam does?" Oh boy, because Jamie Fox. That's right. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man Two. 2014, the Mark Webb. We did all that. It's an okay movie, right? Yeah, it's I okay. think so. There's parts. There's there's some goodies. There's some baddies. It's, I think it's yes, a longie. All of the, it's definitely a long movie. Oh, boy. There were people when this movie first came out that petitioned for a longer director's cut. Why? I don't know. It Those got, are probably the same people who wanted the Snyder cut, who said, Justice League, ah, give us something different that's also sort of similar. <laughs> we want something we're better gonna, and longer. <laughs> we're going to hate this just as much when it comes out either way, because we have no respect for the DCEU. Yeah. Because sometimes maybe that's warranted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a long movie. It's got some good. It's got some bad. You take them both, and there you have the, the opening Spider-Man statements. Too. Different page. All right. 
So we get for taking a week off of recording. That does it every <laughs> time. Squeeze two episodes into one. Hey, why not? Awesome. What's that? Not talking about weird science. Oh well, you broke it. Yep. Or spawn. <laughs> there, I'll double down. Bam. Those are two things we're not talking about right now. Let's talk about Spidey Boy. Let's, Let's get into it. it. We open on Richard Parker, played by Campbell Scott. He's deleting files and killing test tube spiders with poisonous gas. Sure is. He hurries home to Peter and his wife Mary, who's played by M. Beth Davids, which is a name. When you put letters together, you're going to get something, eventually. It's almost, you expect her name to be some more normal, like Beth Davis, but no, it's M. Beth Davids. It's what was available at SAG. Because, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to put on your SAG card? My name is Beth. Did you, did you stutter? No. Davids. <laughs> it's like a combination. Are you nervous, of... Beth Davies? No? <laughs> it sounds like you're nervous. And Beth Davids. So Richard Parker <laughs> records a message. He's like, people will say I'm a monster for what I've done. Young Peter calls him, and it cuts the message short. We get footage from the first movie of the Parker household being ransacked, and, and Richard and Mary dropping Peter off with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Sure. And then all of a sudden, they're on a private jet. Sure. And Richard's uploading projects, project files from his laptop. In midair. In midair. Which is He's hard to do even today. Great connection. If you don't like get the stuff on the ground, yeah. like Southwest, if you don't get their app on the ground and register on the ground, you're effed when you get you're in done. that air. You're SOL. Absolutely. But this guy got a private jet with Wi-Fi. Yep. <laughs> His compact computer as he's trying to start out sending a file. Yeah. Well, it's definitely an old Sony computer because everything in this movie oh, is right. branded Sony. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. This is the longest Sony commercial of all time. Yep. Mary goes to the bathroom, and one of the flight crew steps out of the cockpit. He's got bloody hands! Bloody hands! Crew guy pulls a gun, locks Mary in the bathroom, because, you know, externally locking bathroom doors on planes. Of course. And he prepares to shoot Richard, when Mary breaks out of the bathroom and she gets shot. Yes. Richard and the would-be assassin fight while the plane falls in a nosedive. The file finishes uploading, so Richard shoots the window out, and the hitman flies to his death, and the plane plummets to its doom. Wow. It's action-packed. It is. It is long. It is long, <laughs> but uh, and yeah, it's it, like it opened the movie. In welcome a way. to the movie. Things are happening immediately. Spider Man. It's not. I promise. You know what? It's not like they started with like a VO, and I was like, "Do I need to remember this?" They were like, "Hey, oh, they got here's right into shit. it." They pretty much said, "You complained there wasn't enough action in the first thing. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Here you go. <laughs> You're gonna get annoyed by how guess much we're action's in this movie right away." <laughs> yeah. Then we go to present day, and Spider-Man swings his way through the city in pursuit of a tow truck that's being driven by Russian mobster Alexei Sitsevich. Paul fucking Giamatti. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. I did too for a hot second, and then I was like, "Wait, I know what's coming." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's the Rhino. He yeah, not yet. Not but, yet. He will be, but he totally will be. Let's talk about the new Spidey suit. It looks great. It is one of the best Spidey I suits out there. It is How absolutely. You actually, you actually see like it's a fabric for once. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's skin tight or anything like that. You see it rippling the tiniest bit. This is a gorgeous, it's so cool. Spider-Man. Suit. And these GoPro shots that they're doing, the, it's the POV shots that are just like actually shaky, and I was like, so way well better done, done than the, the last one. I agree. I was like, this is awesome. Doesn't have yellow eyes, Scott Farkas style anymore. <laughs> By golly, yellow eyes. <laughs> so Paul Giamatti is towing an armored Oscorp truck holding a container of yellow plutonium vials. During the chase, an Oscorp employee, Max Dillion, played by Jamie Foxx, stumbles through a crowd with an armful of blueprints, and, of course, they get knocked out of his hands, and he has to clumsily follow them into the street. Sure, Just sure. as Spider-Man and Paul Giamatti barrel around the corner. Of course. Spidey leaps to Max's rescue and prevents him from being squashed by a cab. And then they have, like... <laughs> they have a way too long conversation, a whole conversation for there being 
a car a, chase. A car chase and a need to save other people. Yeah, and plutonium falling everywhere. But yeah. Spider-Man's quippy. He's not so much talking and uh, stopping talky. He's yeah. quippy. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Now he's no, stopping talking. No, he's extremely quippy. He's very quippy. But now he also is, he's down for a walk and talk every now and then. Yeah, he's like, hey, just want just want to see how you're doing in the neighborhood because I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and you're in the neighborhood. So well, like, he tells him that he's like, you're special. You're my eyes and ears. Like, right. The speech he tells everybody. The, yeah, 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 yeah. You think. And then Max Dillon is just like, cool. Oh, I'm friends with I'm Spider-Man a now. <laughs> I'm best buds with the Spider-Man. Neat. So Paul Giamatti slams into a bunch of cars, and a bunch of cop cars slam into him. There are so many cop cars crashing. It's like a there are so many cop, car pile up. Like cop car stunts. It is ridiculous. Yeah. This amount of stunts that are happening in this. They had to do them in Rochester because New York was like, you can't go that fast around here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I should point this out. This is the first Spider-Man film filmed entirely in the state of New York. Correct. One of the biggest productions to take place in New York ever. It might be the biggest, actually. I think it is the biggest. That's it is massive. Amazing. So a bunch of goons burst from the van, firing at the cops, while Paul Giamatti takes his chance to escape. Spidey is catching all these loose plutonium vials as he pursues Paul Giamatti. I have his actual character name right here, but I don't like it. So he's Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's fine. His name is very difficult to say. Yeah, and then uh, his phone starts ringing. <laughs> Wasn't it like a weird time when people actually had like ringtones like that? I haven't heard someone have a ringtone like that in so long. I don't think anybody had that in 2014. You're probably right, actually. So. I think about it. I'm thinking like college, maybe? Yeah. And not after that. I not feel even like after that. even when I was in college, I had songs as my ringtone. I definitely, on my razor, I definitely had songs. And now I'm back to just having whatever Apple gives me because I don't care anymore. Of course. I'm an adult. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it's on vibrate all the time anyway. Exactly. But yeah. Do, 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 do. I have a secret identity. But, but however, <laughs> I have the same ringtone as Spider-Man. So how about that? It's Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone, perfect in oh, every way. She always will be. Oh my God, she's calling from their high school graduation. He's late because he's Peter Parker. I love it. For a hot second, we get a Dennis Leary sighting because yeah, Peter, Peter's got demons. He's got some inner turmoil going on there. <laughs> he's basically remembering his broken promise to leave Gwen alone from the first movie. That that lasted three minutes. Yep, that Gwen was like. <laughs> So my dad made you promise not to hang out with me because you're Spider-Man, right? Right. The best promises are the ones you don't keep. She's like, cool. I guess don't do that. (laughs) Yep. Gwen delivers her valedictorian speech. Peter isn't there. We cut back and forth between the speech and the chase scene. And finally, Spidey subdues Paul Giamatti, pantses him, grabs the plutonium, makes the graduation, kisses Gwen on stage, and the whole audience cheers like he's not just a total nerd that everybody hates. One of the big problems with this Peter Parker, as we discussed in the first one. Yes, yeah. It's one of the big um, ones. But we're getting this out of the way early, Dave. Stan Lee is in the audience. Yeah, it's almost like, I'll go back to him, Alfred Hitchcock. When he got more and more famous, he put a cameo of himself in every movie, and eventually yeah. he just started putting it at the beginning, because he's people like, people were, were looking for it. Looking for it, exactly. I feel like they gave uh, old Stanny boy the Hitch treatment here. Maybe. And Maybe we, not also, but still. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Javier to think he's that important. That's pretty fair. <laughs> That's pretty fair. Uh, let me ask you, this Stan, snapped or not snapped? I think he got snapped. He's useless. He's completely snapped. No one's going to miss him. The fact that he saw who Spider-Man was and was just like, I think I know that guy. Eh. Yep. Hated it. Dumb. Completely hated it. Dumb. I didn't hate it because it was Stan, but still, no, I, I, dumb. I will say it. I'll call it out when it needs to be called out. Sure. That's fine. Stan Lee police over here. Peter makes plans to join Gwen and her family for dinner, but has another ghost Dennis Leary sighting. That evening, Peter shows up to the date but won't come inside because he feels guilty. 
Gwen meets him at the door, and they talk again about her dad and the promise Peter made, and she's finally like, I break up with you. So the dialogue is terrible, <laughs> but they're doing a good job delivering whatever garbage was written. Of course. I really, really, really like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I mean- Like a ton. Absolutely. They're incredible together. They have real chemistry, so yeah. it works. Yeah. But even at the same time, these are two characters that are actually talking to each other. Exactly. Our biggest issue with Tobes McGobes and Kirsten Dunst was oh, they never talked about any of their issues. They just assumed, and then we have to fill in the blank. It's kind of the gutter right. of each panel. And that's annoying to do when you're doing dialogue and emotions. Yeah. And in a film. Here, they're talking it out. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. They have an adult relationship as For high now. schoolers. For now, they do. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, at this moment. It's not like they're both horny for each other in a closet or anything like that. They're very adult now. Yeah, right, right. Right this second. <laughs> At this moment. Not in a not in a maintenance closet. Right. <laughs> right here, right now, while she maturely says, I break up with right. you. Right, not, uh, not randomly when they start setting ground rules, we'll get there. <laughs> this is too oh much fun God. already. <laughs> I love talking about this movie. It is fun to talk about. The next day. Spidey rescues a little kid and his science project from some bullies. And then we get a whole montage of Spidey saving people and stalking Gwen. I love this little kid. He's Kid's a little great. science boy. I love Peter's reaction to the science boy. Yeah. Even though it felt a little out of so character. wind turbine? He's like, this is awesome. He's talking to him about that. And it's like, if Peter were nerdier, it would have made more sense. But Peter's cool. Yes. No, we but this know is that. cool Peter. So he skateboards. It lands, but doesn't fully land. Yeah. It's a cute scene. I agree. It's cute. Aunt May, played by Sally Field, of course, who famously hated this role in the first movie and now actually has it her character has depth in this in this movie a little bit so. a little bit they still wrote her like she was in sally field and that's a problem <laughs> yup <laughs> uh she and peter have a fight about laundry and then we cut to max dillion well they have a fight about laundry it's like the last time you did you did your own laundry uh, everything came out blue and red he's like i was washing the flag and you she, don't wash the flag <laughs> it's a great exchange <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it those two together are actually really good oh yeah absolutely they're it's, both really um, good actors. That's why. Exactly. It, it works. You can have crazy dialogue, and they're still probably both going to deliver pretty well. They're both more comedic in my mind. So oh, absolutely. Works. It's funny that you say that about Sally Field. Because Sally Field, the comedic the actress com- who died in Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, That's my- you know. <laughs> Everything she says is hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Listen, Forrest. Listen, Peter Parker. Life <laughs> is like a box of chocolates. Sometimes you're going to bite into one and get AIDS. Sometimes you're not. Wow. That's uh, so. There you go. It's a life lesson. And right. sometimes you're going to bite Sally into Field. one, and Uncle Ben's going to bite the bite a bullet on the street or something. You watched the flag. Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> so we cut to Max Dillon, who I called I've called Max Dillion twice now, like an idiot. You made it sound like he's a Bond villain, right? You gave the Bond Max villain twist. Dillion. <laughs> no, it's Max Dillon. And he's totally obsessed with Spider-Man. He's like, oh, he's coming to my birthday. He's got we're, pictures we're friends. of everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. He shares an elevator with Gwen and tells her all about his Spider-Man encounter. And he has a birthday cake or something, or card he's made out to card, himself. Yeah. Which is Yeah. He's throwing something? a big party, and it's, it's all VIPs, so he can't invite Gwen. What an idiot. And then she gets off the elevator, and she's like, all right, bye, Max. And she, he's like, she remembered my name. This guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, this uh, guy. Lots of stuff says that he's going to be the villain. Mostly the script. Yeah. Not so much the character or character <laughs> development. No, right the now script, he just seems- it is written that he will be the villain. Oh, such a sad <laughs> He's going to go from man. Max Dillon to Max Dillion. Real exactly. fast. Exactly. Harry Osborne, played by Dane DeHaan. He's back from Chronicle. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. I, man, he is a walking 
2000s emo song. <laughs> that is, is all he? he is. Oh, he would have been more at home with the soundtrack of the first three Spider-Man movies. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe we would never heard of Dane DeHaan again. Dane DeHaan. It's kind of like where we are now, actually. This works. Right. <laughs> Uh, Give me your thoughts on Dane DeHaan. We talked about him in Chronicle. He's a weird-looking dude. In Chronicle, he was interesting. It worked for the character. Yeah. Well, I think this is a similar character where he starts off as one thing and then becomes like a monster. So He pretty much, like, his move is, I'm going to have hair in front of my eyes. I need to move. Yeah. And also, I'm just going to do a Kubrick stare. That's it. That's it. That is the his head move. down, the eyes up. And yeah. It's like, are you going to fuck me right now? No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I get this hair out of my eyes, and then he whips <laughs> exactly. his head to the side. Yeah. Interesting fellow, that Dane DeHaan. Sure is. So Harry returns home to visit his sickly dying father. Norman, the uncredited Chris Cooper. Why did they not give him credit? I don't know. When I saw him, I went, holy shit, Chris Cooper. I remember there was a picture of him in the first movie, and I was like, ha, they're doing a sequel? Who are they going to replace Chris Cooper with? And it was Chris Cooper. Yeah. He looks terrible. Yeah, he's also not doing a great job being Chris Cooper in this one. His acting (laughs) is poor. (laughs) It's, uh, well, maybe that's a symptom of the dying. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. His skin is discolored and his hands are all like claw-like, his fingernails. He looks bad. He looks awful. He looks real bad. He's definitely about to die. Yeah. And the bad part about that is he says, listen, son, who I haven't <laughs> seen in how long, you're dying too. Yeah. Hey, bud. This sounds like, what? This is genetic and you're probably going to start getting symptoms right now. Right <laughs> now. Oh, I apologize everyone for snapping. Oh, man. I wasn't thinking. There goes half of the power in the- That's- oh, never No, mind. it's gone. <laughs> It is so dark down here. The sun is officially set, and we have one DeWalt flashlight lighting the fortress of Potitude. Yeah, it's like the DC universe in here. The good news is that whiskey doesn't need to be kept in a fridge. I actually laughed out loud when you sent me that text. I thought out loud and sent you a text. Send this over to Braggy. I was driving, beautiful, and I hit the button to listen to the text come through the speakers, and I laughed. I'm glad. (laughs) And I wanted to tell you that I laughed. I'm glad you used the electricity in your car. Yeah. The thing that is lacking here right now. It's right before I had to turn around because of a fallen tree. So, <sighs> Azizi as says this is a tropical storm. I can't believe <laughs> oh, you, you watched that video. <laughs> <laughs> what should we call it? Vowels with S's strewn about. Good tropical storm. Aziz Ansari? Yep. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm a tropical storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huff and puff and blow your house down. <laughs> I'm going to make it rain, literally. Oh, that was good. I like that. That's something he would say. <laughs> so. <laughs> so dark. It's so dark down here. So Norman. <laughs> Norman gives Harry a drive that has all his research on it. And then he pretty much dies right there. Right on the spot. <laughs> Done. As the Oscorp staff is leaving to attend Norman's memorial, Alistair Smythe, BJ Novak, Ryan the Temp. Yeah. Is playing the spider hunter. Wild, right? Uh, man, I wish these sequels came out now. <laughs> that would be insane. Uh, he tells Max that he needs to stay behind and check out a problem with the bioelectric power grid. Right. The room is a mess of electric eel tanks and strange equipment. Well, he asked him to stay back because he knows that Max created some sort of power grid. Yada, yada, doesn't give him credit. Right. You can see the smirk on BJ Novak's face going like, fuck you, birthday boy. He's very smirky. Fuck you. He's always been very smirky. He's very smirky. He's, he's Papa Smirk. I like Papa Smirk. <laughs> but he's not the one who turns blue. You're right. Apologies to the entire Smirk village. Max calls a colleague to deactivate the sparking system for safety purposes. The dude's like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm literally out the door. Just do it anyway. 
Yeah, he does. He tries to repair the system, but ends up electrocuting himself and falling into the eel tank. Right. And it's the stupidest thing possible. And this actually, I think, is it's terrible acting or terrible directing. Take your pick. Could be a combination. Could of both. it be both? How he connects these two wires above his head and you know that he's about to get electrocuted, but it doesn't go right away. And I went, oh, OK, it's not that wire. There's like the ladder's going to slip and it's going to be something. Yeah. No, he gets electrocuted by the same wire just a couple seconds later yeah, after, after he, the beat. Lifts it a little bit. So and then... stupid. Uh, Why? Why do the fakey fake and then you're just going to make it really real? expectations, Dave. No, it's briefly, it's pausing expectations, yeah. really. For uh, shock value, half a second later. It's like in skateboarding or whatever, whenever you do a stall. It's like, no, you shock just value was for a very a good second. pun, Dave. Shock value was a great pun. It went over my head. <laughs> You're right. Well done. Uh, very well done. <laughs> so I like that everything at Oscorp is animal based. Yeah. Like, even they're, they're like, hey, we can do electricity. Let's just get some eels in a tank. That's it. <laughs> Nailed it. What? I don't know. So the next day, there's this Oscorp board meeting, and Harry makes his father's assistant, Felicia Hardy, played by Felicity Jones, his second in command, because fuck the board. It's such a weird power trip it that is he's on, because bizarre. he comes in as being very, I don't know, feeling the room out at first. Yeah. And then instantly, just big dick energy out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. he's. Just, oh, am I supposed to be? Okay, got it. Um, all of you report to Felicia now. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It could be because Dane DeHaan's not a good actor. We should consider that at some point. It might be, but it could also just be poorly written. Right. I know that they cut a lot of his character from this movie. Did they? He's in a lot of this movie. They cut a lot of his his arc and whatnot. And there's more with Felicia, too. So it feels like she's very shoehorned in here because they, you know, are trying to build a universe because they have plans for so many sequels. Oops. We'll get there. Picked a whole bouquet of oopsie-daisies. Peter Parker shows up and Harry steps out to see him. They haven't seen each other or even mentioned each other in years. Right. Uh, the building that Peter went to in the last movie, Oscorp, was the name of it. Yes. Never mentioned, hey. I know Harry. I'm best buds with Harry. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't doesn't talk about him ever. Nope. And then it's like, hey, I'm just coming in to check on you because your dad died like you did when mine did. Right. We were buds. You were there for me. And I'm going to be here for you. And he's like, cool. I'm in a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing adult things, you idiot photographer. I'm a grown-up, <laughs> and you take pictures, allegedly. You will never see you do it in this movie, but it says you do it. Right. The script <laughs> told me that you take pictures. So yeah, there's like this awkward moment, and then they reconnect, and there's a whole best friend montage where they're holding hands and skimming stones and doing the crocodile rock. It reminded me of, do you remember the commercial from, I was going to use this one on Batman Animation, actually, for one of the Smash Brothers games where they're skipping through the fields? Me yes. and you, and, you and, and me. That's what it reminded me of. So happy together. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and they're just hanging out, walking around Brooklyn. Exactly. That's, I that's guess friendship. There were some photographers that took pictures while they were filming this, and they mistook them acting as them just hanging out in between takes. Hey, good acting. I guess. I guess. It seemed like they were really friends. <laughs> I wonder if they are. They don't seem like they would be friends. No, I feel like Andrew Garfield's too cool for Dane Dahan. Andrew Garfield's an all right dude, yeah. despite being shorter than him. He's an all right guy. <laughs> too short to be Spider-Man. Peter tells Harry about Gwen, mentioning she's an Oscorp employee. That might go somewhere. I bet it goes to a meet. Not so much a meet cute, just a meet. Just a meet. Just the meet in the because middle. Because we're both actors and characters in this film. So at some point- We need to talk to each other. We should meet. 
Cut to the lab where Max's body is stowed away, and of course he arises from the dead in a shower of sparks and power tools jump to life. Of course. Naturally. Uh, of course. Right in front of the crematorium. He was already there. The fire was already lit. Why, what Why waste the for? energy? What were they waiting for? The eels. They're not working anymore. Burn you them. gotta burn them. That evening, Peter meets Gwen in the city, and they discuss the terms of their new friendship. It's bizarre. It's weird, but it's pretty cute. It is kind of cute if it didn't go on for forever. It, it goes on very long, but these two do have chemistry, the kind of chemistry that only exists between actors who are fucking each other in real life. IRL. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's because you have like, Peter says something funny and Gwen laughs and he goes, no, see, you're not allowed to do that laugh anymore. Don't Part do of that. The oh. Don't do that. Oh. And then she says, well, you can't look at me that way. and You can't tell me I'm amazing with your doe eyes. It's like, guys, just do it. We're just friends. <laughs> Stop it. We're just Stop friends. Stop it, Dewey. We're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual tension between us is palpable. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, really. Ugh. It's one of those things of just do it. Just, right. Just both of you so- suck it up and realize that life is long for one of you. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys broken up? Are you guys friends? Or no. <laughs> just Just do it. Meanwhile, Max steps out into the street. And sets off all of the car alarms, and he sucks the electricity right out of one car. He just sure does. And he's like, "Oh man, I gotta get to Times Square. <laughs> I feel like a Volvo now. <laughs> Go to Times Square." So Peter admits that he's been watching over Gwen. Well, she says she's going to some restaurant that she really likes, <laughs> right. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I know you like that." And she's like, I, "It's been open for like a month. What are you doing?" Yeah. How, are you watching me? He's like, "Yeah. How and often? Once a day. Sometimes more." Red flag. Yeah. Red, like, hard red flag. The biggest red flags ever existed. Oh, I have a spider stalker. Neat. Man, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, I'm moving to England. That's the right decision. <laughs> I wonder if she was already planning to move to England or she applied that night. <laughs> it could go either way. That's a good question. <laughs> well, she tells him that you know she applied for this program. Right. It's down to two people. Um, and then Peter gets the most aggressive spider sense of all time. Like It's up there. A solid five to ten minutes before anything actually even starts to happen. Yeah. Is that really still spider sense, or is that are they giving him like precognition at this uh, point? You got me. Because that that seems like too much. It's too much. It's too much. Because we cut to Max, who is just arriving at Times Square. Yeah, this whole sequence of Times Square is pretty awesome. It is really neat. Uh, he upends a grate and grabs the power cable in the street to draw in the energy, and a cop's like, "Hey, man, don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> and then he flips a truck with his electromagnetic powers. So obviously, a whole bunch of cops show up sure. and surround him, and he sees himself on all the, the TV monitors, all the screens, the ads turn into him yeah. for reasons. And he's kind of going like, oh, you see you me. You see me now. You finally see me, now. see me. This is great. And his emotions trigger an explosion of energy that flips all the police cars. As you do. reasons, yeah. I guess. Spidey swoops in to catch one before it crushes a cop. He made it. It's a good thing he it's got that. It's a good thing. That Spidey away. sense it's from a good Mike. Thing. Whew. Against all odds, Spider Man actually remembers Max. It's confusing that he remembers him because he goes from being black Jamie Foxx to being like an electronic member of the Blue Man group. Papa Smirk. Papa Smirk. <laughs> and we that's really... why BJ Novak's mad at him. We didn't really talk about what he looks like, huh? He's very blue. He's he's a direct ripoff of Dr. Manhattan. But worse, <laughs> but worse looking. But worse. Yeah. Much worse looking. Um He's more covered. There's that. Yeah, he's wearing, clothes on. He's wearing a hoodie. So that's something. Spidey tries to talk him down, but a police sniper takes a shot, which makes Max think that Spider-Man betrayed him, and he goes cuckoo bananas. He sure does. He 
pretty much sucks all of the electricity out of Times Square, which we've been to Times Square. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. It's a lot. Everything starts falling. All the billboards and stuff start falling down. Cause, yeah, because you know, once you take electricity Because the away. structural... <laughs> Everybody knows that Times Square billboards are held there by electricity. The structural integrity of billboards <laughs> is held up by electricity. Very dependent on having power. Oh, God. It took me a while to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so stupid. It's dumb, but yeah. It looks great. I guess it it's because dumb. he like aggressively pulls the power from I right. don't know. He sends like a blast that tears the whole block to shreds, and then Spider-Man and some firefighters spraying with a fire hose. And While Spidey's wearing a uh, fireman hat, and I love took, it. I love it's that he so took good. the time. That's so Spider-Man, though. But it's though. so Spider-Man. That's incredibly Spider-Man. Like, that is, that's got to be a panel direct from a book somewhere. Andrew Garfield is a phenomenal Spider-Man. I agree. He's a shit for a Peter Parker, he's but he's terrible. a great Spider-Man. I would say that, I'm going to go on a ledge here, he might be the best Spider-Man. Wow. His actual Spider-Man. Okay. I think that he's a great Spider-Man. Like a... I think this is actually what it's going to be. His Spider-Man is phenomenal. Yeah. His Peter Parker's terrible. Yeah. Go down a step. Don't go down a step. Just go to the a different step. Step sideways on the step. We're not going up sure. or down. Sidestep. Right. Tom Holland is a very good Spider-Man. Very good. Very good Peter. No, he's a great Peter he's Parker. A great Peter Parker. And then I think Tobey Maguire is the middle of the road of both of them. Yeah. I think he's a better Peter Parker than he is Spider-Man. I agree. He's like the balanced character in Mario Kart. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I don't know if I want speed or acceleration, so I'll just go with Tobes Magobes. Perfect. <laughs> That's it. Andrew Garfield is a ridiculously good Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this one. He is so quippy in this one. Especially in this one. The first one, he's he's got like a, a couple scene. scenes of quips, but this one, it's- Oh, they're good. Oh, they're real good. Yeah. Peter all of a sudden becomes obsessed with solving the mystery of his parents' disappearances for reasons. So he does some, some Googling to try to connect the dots, because I'm sure nobody's ever Googled his parents to find out what happened to him. Right. I like how he sets up the board in his room where he has the pictures and oh, the red yeah. lines going out. It's like- Oh, this is the makings of a The whole a spider conspiracy web. What are you doing, Pete? He's making webs. He could be slamming Gwen Stacy, and he's choosing not to. He's actively choosing not to. Well, no. in his defense, he's doing it in real life, so maybe in the movie he doesn't have he doesn't to. doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> could you imagine the writers just like, who, who wrote this thing? Everyone wrote this thing. Stories by James Vanderbilt. The writers are Alex Kurtzman. I think the punch-ups are Roberto or Orsi and Jeff Pinkner. Uh, or they rewrote it. I'm pretty sure Kurtzman wrote it. Kurtzman and Orsi wrote it. Okay. And then they punched it up with the other guys. Yeah. Okay. So I bet that, I don't know, I'm going to pick one at random because I don't know either of these guys. Sure. Kurtzman probably went, I want to see them get it on. I want to see them smash. I want to watch them bone beautifuls because they're not uglies. <laughs> and then <laughs> I could see Andrew Garfield going to the writer's office. No. No. That's private time. That's for me. It's <laughs> like I don't like to mix work with pleasure. This is I do this in my. This is how I escape we'll give you, from my we'll day give job. We'll give you the emotional stuff in front of the camera. Yeah, but the goods behind the camera. No, that's we're that keeping stays. that to ourselves. That stays. It would get too real. Now I'm going to go slam Emma Stone. <laughs> I thank you. That's how I forget about work. You can't make that part of work. <laughs> it ruins it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's my escape. Right. He, all right. He makes his web. So meanwhile, Harry is fiddling with the drive his father left him, which it pricks his finger and falls on the desk and displays a bunch of information about secret projects. How convenient. How convenient. That? So he's got all these secret projects laid out in front of him, and he finds a video of Richard Parker 
explaining research into mutated spiders. Ooh. Ooh, it's all connecting. I got a raging clue. <laughs> then there's a whole montage of Peter trying to find a way to electroproof his web shooters, even though Max was already apprehended. Yes. So, you know, I guess for- He's just expecting him to escape. Future electric <laughs> incidents? I don't know. He's pretty much going, I read enough comics, DC, he's going to escape. <laughs> The baddies never stay in. I know what happens. Someone's going to break into Arkham or whatever it is here, and he's going to get out. Ravencroft here. That's good enough. So the next day, Peter's phone starts doing the Spider-Man theme again. Sure. And it's Harry. Sure is. Harry's like, I need you to come over. So Peter goes over to Harry, and Harry says, I need you to get me some Spidey blood, because your buds, you took one single picture that's on a newspaper of him. I need need that Spidey blood, because I'm dying. And we've been best. We're best buds. We're best, we're best pals. buds. Remember, we didn't talk we about Chino for, for eight ten years, years or and whatever. There's a whole it is. movie where you weren't like, explained once, not even on your despite mind, despite the name Oscorp and Norman Osborn coming up multiple times, <laughs> so many times. But we're best pals. We're best there, buds. Pete. Remember, we were skipping stones down by the river. You sure, remember it. You were, you were real, real good, good at it. You were real good at skipping them stones. <laughs> uh, he shows Peter a video of their father. <laughs> That's what Andrew Garfield said. You see what I did to the other stone? Oh, nice. Swish. Slamming stones and skipping stones, Andrew Garfield. It's his world. We're just living in it. I mean, it's not in his world anymore. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> good for him, man. Hey, remember all the things we said about Elon Mitchell Smith's spank bank? Right. It all applies to- Full. It's full. <laughs> it applies to Andrew Garfield, too. Completely full. So let's kind of figure out where we are in this movie right now. Yeah. Because there's somehow an hour left, mm-hmm. which is insane. This movie's 142 fucking minutes long. You feel most of it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some Spider-Man 3 vibes. Oh, yeah. Like heavy yeah. Spider-Man 3 vibes. Hey, maybe we could introduce like seven more villains? <laughs> Not even that. It's the fact that in the first flick, Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. our A plot is him getting bit by a spider and becoming Spider-Man. Yes. Our B plot is Gwen Stacy. Right. And our C plot is Lizard. Right. There's not too much. The whole Uncle Ben thing falls into the A plot. Yeah. As we know, it's an origin. Yeah. Here, we have our A plot. Which is either Electro or it's Gwen. They're interchangeable. Correct. One's A, one's B. Yeah. Doesn't matter which one. Right. Our C plot is the Harry storyline for reasons. And our D plot is the crazy tangled web of Richard Parker. Right. Of him trying to solve that. Right. What is the point? Could you imagine? They cut an E plot. What was the E plot? What would it have been? Shailene Woodley was oh, playing geez, I read Mary this. Jane in this right. movie. Right. And they ended up cutting all of her scenes so, because they were like, that's too much, man. Yeah, that's where they drew the line. This is way too much going on because there's now or left and you have to resolve all these things and you're just introducing other things yeah. still. Well, let me tell you, it's 2014. Yeah. The Avengers movie came out two years ago and they're like, shit, we got to build a universe. Let's all do it in one movie. We don't need to take the six that it took M- the MCU to do. Nope, we're going to do it in one. All right. Let's see how it's going to pay off, Cotton. <laughs> so Harry shows Peter a video of their fathers talking about how spider DNA might be the miraculous cure when merged with human DNA. Sure. And Harry's like, yeah, you got to get me that Spider-Man blood because, you know, you're a photographer. You know Spider-Man. And he's like, no, dude, I had a long lens. Which is a perfectly great explanation. Sure is. And Harry's like, no, I want that spider blood and you're going to get it for me. <laughs> Pete, I need you to get me a close-up. Oh, that was good. I I felt it. I got chills a little bit. I should have wrote this movie. It would have been those you types of lines me... where you drop the hammer down and yeah. like the punchline of every single line. Not even a joke, just a line. Just a, uh, like a kill shot from any action movie. Perfect. Yeah. You should have given me the um, the Kubrick stare when you did it, though. I should have. Yeah. 
Oh, that, Close up. That's too confusing. Mixed messages. Mixed signals here. You don't think you, Harry wants to fuck Peter? He totally does. <laughs> he to, This is like a battle of bad hair, really, with those two. Oh, I don't think Andrew Garfield's hair is bad at all. He's got a JD thing going on, scrub style. Do you think JD has bad hair? I sort of do. He wears a hair mitt. I know. Hair mitt. Up and swish. Up, yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, it's a little wild. Sometimes. Tread lightly, sir. I'm a huge like, fan like, of scrubs. You right know that. now, no, I'm saying right now my hair is long because I have not gotten a haircut. But right prior to the mess that's happening now, you did not ever do an up and swish. He was pretty close. You think so? Maybe. Never wore a hair mitt. I, that's true. Never had a scooter named Sasha. But if I did have a scooter named Sasha, maybe I would wear a hair mitt. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I would just wear a hat. It would probably be a really cool hat. So now let's get to the most convenient scene of the movie. Gwen is looking through Oscorp files to find Max Dillon because she thinks or knows that he's actually the electricity dude from Times Square. For reasons. Intuition. She's a smart gal. She's just so smart. Oscorp security detects that she's accessing the file in the moment, and they block it. And then they trace it back to her, and they're like, hey, let's go get her. Yep. So she runs, they chase her, and she conveniently bumps into Peter. Yes. Because he's walking out of his meeting with Harry, yada, right. yada, yada. They hide in a supply closet, which even Peter is like, this is so cliche. I appreciate that, which though. Which is really good. She tells Peter that she knows who the electricity dude is. Peter tells her that Harry wants spider blood. And then he tells her that he doesn't want her to go to England. So they make out <laughs> because they're in a supply closet. Uh, of course. I don't what know else why else they do? would. Because they're not together. She broke up with him. They're friends. They have rules. Now they're making out. Ugh. <sighs> Girls are confusing. So close, no matter how far. <laughs> Couldn't be much more from the heart. Skip to it. And nothing else matters. Right. Uh, so he runs interference on security while she jumps on the elevator with who else? Harry Osborne. Right. We got the meat. We did it. Uh, Harry figures out, oh, this is the Gwen that was, has the thing going on with Peter. Wow. The amount of convenience in that scene. It's. It, oh. Go ahead. Three. Three timer. Good for you. I think it was four. Fair enough. <laughs> I think it was one for each instance of convenience. Very fair. Uh, I do really love where he's distracting the security guards with the coffee. I'm and a the... huge fan of it. it very it's neat. Very funny. It's hilarious. It's very well choreographed. Andrew Garfield is a good actor. Let's not forget that. That's true. How about it? He can be a good actor. There you go. Let's do that. <laughs> he has the ability he to be a good actor. He has the potential. If this to be were great. a Madden draft, and you're like three seasons in, you're trying to find that quarterback now. Oh, yeah. And you're looking for that potential. I would say Andrew Garfield's like a solid B. Yeah. You you're not going to get the best performance out of him of all, all the time, time. Yeah. but you're going to get a very serviceable performance sometimes. I think that's fair. Most of the time. Most of the time, he's fine. 60% of the time, it works every time. Correct. That's why we only have two of these movies with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yep. Max is being held and tortured at Ravencroft Institution, where he's all like, I am Electro. And I feel like that's the only point of that whole scene. Correct. Back at Peter's house, Aunt May is sitting in the midst of Peter's conspiracy web because parents don't have borders in these movies. They We've just barge into their kids' rooms. Never, ever go into a teenage boy's bedroom because she could sit anywhere and go, it's sticky and it could be a double entendre and she does not know it. Right. Exactly. Be careful with that. But yeah, she sees his whole conspiracy web about his parents on the wall. She's pretty bummed about it. And he confronts her. He's like, I need to know the truth about Marentz. This is a beautiful little scene. It is really good. She tells him that some government officials came to see her and Uncle Ben after her, his parents disappeared. And they claimed that Peter's parents were traitors 
But she didn't see it. She's like, that doesn't make sense. But that's the story <laughs> I was given. Pixar, it didn't happen. Exactly. She says that Richard was a very normal man who had a very normal routine, took the D train to work every morning at 7 a.m. and He's came home at 6. He's just an average Joe. With an above average job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going on. Dennis okay. Leary's dead I in see, this universe. I see that's the appropriate time to stop. Got it. <laughs> I did take that joke a little too far last time. <laughs> I honestly don't even know where you cut it. I have no clue. It doesn't, nothing else matters. We did that already. Right, right. <laughs> Go back and listen to the post credits theme, the post credits scene from Amazing Spider Man. Oh boy. If you don't get that joke, I cut it at some point and just put Dennis Leary actually singing it. Oh, right. But, well, still. Well, Dave, you're an asshole. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so Harry's looking pretty bad. His disease is progressing way faster than Norman's did. Way, way faster. Yeah, you think like Norman was like, I used all this stuff to keep me from dying so early, but like, I'm not going to give you that stuff. <laughs> You're my son. Fuck you. Right. I haven't talked to you in how long? Spider-Man drops in and is like, hey, can't give you my blood, which just basically confirms that, yes, photographers do personally know everything they photograph. Correct. That's uh, that's what it is. That's right. He tells Harry that it could have deadly side effects, and Harry's like, I'm literally dying anyway. <laughs> what do I have so... to lose? He wants the blood no matter the cost. I'm starting not to care. That's where I've, I'm feeling it, in fact. I'm actively feeling me stopping like, caring. I can kind of see it. This. I can see you not caring anymore already. <laughs> Peter's pretty bummed about Harry dying and Gwen moving to England, and in his frustration, he tears down his conspiracy web and he throws around the contents of his father's briefcase. It's the only thing he left him. Sure. And his dad's calculator smashes open, revealing a bunch of subway tokens. Hmm. He remembers what May said about Richard taking the D train, and he does some more Googling and he learns about a secret subway station along the D line that was used to transport President Roosevelt. Right. They called it Roosevelt. Uh, he typed in Roosevelt and D train, then suddenly... Wikipedia popped up with the most detailed article about Bam. a secret subway of all time. Yeah. About how he didn't want the public knowing that he had polio, so he had a secret subway. Exactly. Fine. History. We did it. Hey, hey we, we put some things in here that you learned something. Back at Oscorp, Felicia tells Harry that Oscorp extracted the venom of the genetically enhanced spiders before killing them. So he's like, oh, so maybe I don't need spider blood. Combing through the files to find said venom, Harry discovers that an Oscorp executive, Donald Mencken, has been using Harry's security clearance to run the Special Projects Division at Ravencroft. There is so much exposition in this There's whole so movie. much happening. Mencken uses- We're supposed to be like resolving the plot. Right. And we are just- We're introducing new things. On. Yeah. Mencken uses the Max Dillon fiasco to frame Harry and remove him as head of Oscorp. Because it's not a Spider-Man movie if you don't have some corporate espionage. Of course. If you don't have a, is that a hostile takeover. I don't even know if it, There it is. That's more appropriate. That's why I wear a tie to every one of these recordings, Brian. Yeah. I'm the businessman. Showed me again. <laughs> so Peter's in the subway tunnels looking for his dad's lab, and he discovers the Roosevelt station and activates a switch with a token. The tracks open to reveal a lab car that it- Secret after, subway lab car. After about 10 years of inactivity, has no issues coming online. It's just Correct. like- Here it is. Right. This is- uh, I'd imagine this is what Jared from Subway actually wanted for his own little den. Oh, probably. All for of his, his dad's for research- his underage soirees. Oh, oh, is that what you were talking about? I thought you meant for just like secret sandwiches. No, that's a bad code name for kids. That's yeah, a real bad is. code name for that's kids. That's awful. <laughs> it's better than an Italian BMT. That's fair. That's very fair. All of Peter's dad's research is there, and wouldn't you know it, the file from the plane just finished downloading. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know. get the negative things that people have to say about this movie. I don't know if you've ever here. been trying to load a website when you lose like internet and like 
internet comes back, that website doesn't load. I feel like after 10 years, those files are gone. Probably. But somehow this computer is like, this this computer from at least early, at the very earliest, 2004? Probably earlier. Or I mean, probably the latest, 2004. Yeah. Just <laughs> I don't downloaded know, these files. I don't know. From the, from the cloud. Oh, boy. Uh, because he uploaded them from a plane. Yeah, of course. All this adds up. Richard's video explains that Norman Osborne has these nefarious plans and that he's innocent. He refused to let his research be used for biological weapons. Richard explains that he used his own DNA with the spiders so that only someone from his bloodline could replicate the experiments. One second. Yup. So much for the anyone wait, can wait, wear wait. a mask. One second. Wow, that one resonated. Carry on. I feel like I have to hold things down to stop them Maybe. from vibrating. Maybe. I'm going full fist That this was. Point. I felt like you were going to break the table. Yeah, I think I might. So I guess... One second. Yeah, sure. This is the most fucking convenient thing we've ever seen. Right? By a long shot. So I put my blood in these spiders, so the only person who could actually do this is Peter Parker, which... Hey! Hey, luck, it happened to be... He was, lucky yeah, us. Happened to be on a... Oh, he happened to steal a, a foreign kid's identity. Yep. In order to yep. break into Oscorp the first time, yep. and then it happened to be bit by the loose spider that day. Right. What? Also, these spiders that were replicated from an experiment that they didn't have access to because- That was destroyed! Richard Parker destroyed them. Oh my God, movie. Somehow they revived these spiders. How did a movie manage to sell itself out? Oh my God, I don't know. But yeah, this is this breaks this entire expanded On universe they're trying to start Real. Right this, are we, are we in agreement? This is the most heavy-handed thing we've ever seen probably that's incredible that's yeah i mean wow it's one of those things of like yeah this movie's okay and they throw so much shit at the wall but the <laughs> weird thing is that when they threw the shit at the wall they just magically drew up a, a proverbial toilet on the wall that it all landed in <laughs> so it all just worked out all hunky dory because now there's a toilet on the wall that it all just stuck into that's what they're hoping for. That's what Avi Arad, <laughs> the motherfucker that he is, Ugh. that's what he was going for here. Yeah, yeah. I think I follow your metaphor. I'm not sure. But yeah, toilet on the wall, 100%. Unbelievable. Toilets don't go on walls, Brian. Right, I get that part. Okay. Yeah. And the expression is you throw shit at the wall. And hope it sticks. Right, and here- But if there's a toilet catching it, it, flushed, it doesn't it flush stick. beautifully. Got it. According to Avi Arad, Got, the right. dumb motherfucker that he is. We nailed it. Harry arrives at Ravencroft to break out Electro and appeals to Max's desperate need for friendship and they agree to take down Spider-Man together. Because Spider-Man shot down Harry once and he's like, ah, yeah. Oh, I hate Spider-Man. He hate won't him give so me... much. Well, what really, all he wants is his blood. And what easier way to get someone's blood than killing them? You're right. Peter leaves the subway station. Could have just asked nicely. He did ask nicely already. He didn't ask nicely. He still was pretty threatening about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, hey, Spider-Dude, I want your <laughs> blood. Give me your blood. Not even, you want it like water or something? Can I get you right. a beverage? Oh, welcome. Give me your blood. Wow. Take me to dinner first or something. Oh, boy. So Peter leaves the subway station, and he gets a voicemail from Gwen. She's been accepted to the Oxford program thing and is already headed to the airport because who isn't ready to instantly move overseas? Correct. At Oscorp, Electro and Harry force Menken to grant them access to special projects because this guy's in the movie. Electro goes- Because <laughs> we're paying him for the day. I get, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get your full 12. Electro goes to reclaim his stolen power grid design and cripple the city, while Harry goes to the special projects and injects himself with the spider venom cure, which transforms him into the green goblin. But Ben can even see open says, like, this isn't going to work. He says, shoot me, bud. Shoot me in the arm with it. He does. Yep. And then, uh, bam. Dane DeHaan. He 
turns into the bad guy from Chronicle again, he but now with leads prosthetics. In hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he sees the special armor that he recognizes from the, the hard drive that his dad gave him. He's like, I better put that on. Green Goblin's here. God damn it. And we have Green Goblin. Because just like that. We needed that for this movie reasons does unknown. Really interesting things where it, it kind of mixes the the regular 616 universe with the ultimate Spider-Man stuff. Right. For the villains only. Right. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't care for it. Because they do it Not with- Not even a little bit. They do it with Electro, Goblin, and Rhino. This is just silly to me. Yeah. There was no reason to do this. Uh, you had a full plot. You didn't need all- You could have saved this for the third movie that you're already planning. Unbelievable. Gwen is caught in bridge traffic on the way to the airport because Spider-Man webbed up a love note, and that's stopping traffic, I guess. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, look. Think of beauty. He wrote, I love you on the bridge over there. Well, so, what would you rather have? Would you rather look over and see, I love you on the side of that bridge, or, or look over and dear see Gwen. <laughs> the bat symbol on fire during high stakes Gotham shutdown? Is it not the same thing? Not even close. <laughs> now you realize how silly that scene is, right? No. Things take t- oh, God damn it. No. What are we even doing here? It's Batman. He probably has a button that does that. You're probably right. <laughs> Spider-Man had to web out letters. He's over here doing hand calligraphy. Yeah. <laughs> With, it. With his wrists. Like, oh, all right, that looks good. I'll show that to Gwen. And then he has to stop traffic. Oh, God. I can imagine. He's like, I got to get in touch with my feelings. And you start seeing him do the jerk off motion, but he's firing the webs at it. I'm like, this is yeah. for the time in the park. This is for the time in the closet. <laughs> this is for the time in the bathroom at this restaurant. I wish they had zoomed out a little bit so you could see the 3000 after it. It would have been cute. That was, a, that was dumb. <laughs> uh, he scoops I'm her just, up. I'm just trying to get through this one at yeah, this yeah. point because this the, the, the holes in this thing, dead astronauts everywhere. Oh, we've killed so many. This is not airtight. It's incredible how many astronauts are dead because of the <laughs> how, so lack of airtight of this movie. Uh, so he scoops her up and carries her off to talk. And he tells her, hey, you're going to England? I'm going to England. Bam. Well, the thing about that also is they that he got brings her to the top of the Brooklyn Bridge, yes. which is a massive wink ding. If I've ever seen one when it comes to a Gwen Stacy story, don't bring yeah. her to the top of, of a bridge. Especially Don't do that. when she's wearing that light green shirt and yeah. purple dress. So foreshadowing's a funny thing. <laughs> this is so foreshadowed that people who saw spy shots from paparazzi while they were filming knew she was going to die in this movie. I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate the setup because I was expecting something to happen on this bridge going like, whoa, whoa, oh whoa, whoa, oh whoa. As soon as I saw her wearing what she was wearing, I was like, yeah, this is over. One of the most famous scenes in Marvel Comics history. Yeah. And you're now teasing it. And my butthole is so tight. This going, is, ah, this this is, is like <laughs> a proper wink ding, though, because this is a, a oh, it's detail. Beautiful. This is a beautiful wink ding. Only spider nerds are going to pick up on. Like, there are, I feel like. I don't think it's only spider nerds. I think it's people who appreciate comics and comic book history sure. and know this story. Sure. And who haven't just watched Tobey Maguire and said, I'm a spider man. I love Spider Man. I feel like in the theater on release night, Half of the audience was like, oh, shit, I know what's going to happen. And the other half was like, this is stupid. Wrap up one of your plot lines. (laughs) So, yeah, they kiss because Peter's like, I'm going to England with you. And then Electro takes down the city's power grid. And even though it was daylight a second ago, New York City has gone dark. Correct. Just like we're sitting in now still. Exactly. We do bits. We do. This isn't one of them. No. No. Our... Our DeWalt flashlight <laughs> is still lighting the fortress yeah. alone. It's like, I'm looking around to see if like anything's turned on yet, and nothing. Just me. That's it. 
That's it, because you know there's going to be a Dead Quite Stacy Go out. Um, no, it's because Jamie Foxx is standing outside, and that's why we don't have. We power. hired him. Apparently, he's really easy to get. We hired him hot off the trails of Ray. His Oscar. We were, we were just like, "Hey, Jamie Foxx, we think we're smarter than Shazam. Can you can you meet us here so we can we can sing songs and know them before the app? Because that's what you're doing now. Yep, that's your job. That's correct. Oh boy, let's let's keep going. Let's keep living in this dark world. Gwen tells Peter that he can electroproof his web shooters by magnetizing them. Science. Bam. I like how she led the Spidey to water, and he figured out the rest. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And she even says, like, I can help you. And not wrong. Right. Exactly. And then he's like, all right, cool. These are these are electroproof now. Right. Uh, Put your hand on this cab. Also, thwip. Thwip. Oh, <laughs> stay here. Don't follow me. And she's like, Peter. And she covers her mouth. And that was not intentional. That was a, such a good moment. That was that Emma Stone great getting ad-lib. her line wrong and then naturally reacting, and the producers go, or and and Mark Webb going print, keep it print. That was you perfect. have to. It is so good because even when she screws up, Emma Stone is a fucking treasure. She's a pro. She's really really good. Oh my in god, almost everything she does. I'm gonna go with everything she does. I've actually never everything. seen a bad performance. I've, I don't think I've ever seen like Emma Stone La La Land not is deliver. flawed as hell, and she is great in that. There you go. Easy A. Easy A, I think, is her. And she's over here. Tea. I got a pocket, got a pocket. And I'm like, yeah, I believe it. You do have a pocket. She's yeah. got a pocket full of sunshine. Electro and Spider-Man fight. And it's pretty awesome. It's really, it really good. CGI heavy as fuck, but it is great. It is impressive. It's like, after watching Spawn and <laughs> and what was oh, oh, X-Men, X-Men Origins, Origins Wolverine. Wolverine? Not this that, looks yeah. like real life. This is a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, they put the money in the right places. Absolutely, mostly in Jamie Fox. <laughs> right, because when you pay for Jamie Fox, you don't want Jamie Fox. I, you want CGI Jamie Fox. Oh dear, that's why you get Billy Crudup to play Doctor Manhattan. Here's the th- you don't want to look at Billy Crudup. Yeah, Jamie Fox, I don't think is a bad actor. He won an Oscar for playing Ray Charles. He's a best He's actor, excellent winner. I don't know what is happening in this. I think it's just, I think the character is just so bad, so poorly written. He should have been the B villain. Or the only villain, but with attention paid to him in the script. That's fine, too. <laughs> it's flawed, man. It's it's brutal. Yeah. But this fight scene is really, it's really, really good. It's really cool. Uh, it looks like Spider-Man might lose the fight until Gwen runs over Electro with a police car. As you do. Naturally. She insists on staying because Spider-Man's like, get out of here. And she's yeah. like, no, I have to go reset the power grid. While you distract Electro. Right, I'm the only one who knows how to do it. Turn out to be just a button. Yeah, I'm the only <laughs> one who knows how to push the button. So Spider-Man creates a uh, web to channel Electro's energy, and then he cues Gwen to flip the switch. The backlash restores the city's power and overloads and blows up Electro, because when you overload a battery, it blows up. Boom. We scienced. We did it. Bam. We've solved also, uh, plot A or B. Also, I'm there's sure. like an F plot of a plane about to collide with another plane. Oh, but what is that the didn't happen for that? I don't know. There were two planes. Once the power went on the ground, and you see like ground control talking to Major Tom, and <laughs> they're going up, and the two planes are on a collision course. Like, we have four and a half minutes, and you're building these stakes that don't that, need to be there's here. There's no reason for these scenes other than like, I can, like, they didn't even say like, oh, Gwen was supposed to be on that plane, but she's not, so it doesn't matter. Don't even it. Try. doesn't matter. It really Who doesn't matter. cares? Agreed? Yes. There's probably planes in the sky above New York City. But guess what? They don't run on New York City electricity. Nope. This is silly. Uh, anyway, Harry comes flying in on his goblin glider. 
because we're not done yet. And he's doing a goblin laugh, and the goblin laugh is goofy as all hell. It's very goofy. I actually read somebody say, oh, thank God for Dane DeHaan. He makes Don't Willem Dafoe the sentence. I'm gonna flip a table. look Don't like finish. a joke. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, he brings actual... This is officially the first time ever I've wanted to do what they did at the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where I want to go through the list of of all these reviewers and say, you said that Willem Dafoe was fucking clown shoes, and I just want to beat the shit out of that person. Well, um, it was actually on a comment on a YouTube video of one of the songs from the soundtrack, so I might be able to track it down again for you. Oh, dear. But basically, they were like, yeah, he was actually menacing. He didn't play it as a joke like Willem Dafoe did. I'm like, you missed everything from those movies. Yes, you did. So Harry sees Spider-Man and Gwen together, and he's like actually a smart villain, and he figures out that Peter is Spider-Man. It didn't take him long at all when he realized this is Gwen. He's like, oh. You sound a lot like Peter. Now I know how- You're Peter. You found him so quickly, because not all photographers know their their subject. Come on. Not Annie Leibovitz Parker. And he decides that Peter- the, the best way to hurt Peter is to hurt Gwen. To take his hope. Yeah. Because he didn't want to give the blood, right. so he didn't give him hope. So he says, I'm going to take your and hope. And this whole movie is about hope. It really is. So Spider-Man, get there. Spider-Man and Goblin fight while Gwen does her best to avoid becoming collateral damage. Correct. Uh, really hard, I'd imagine. And Gwen is a strong yes, character. Very much so. Now, she, when she tells Peter to, that she needs to go push the button because she's the only one who knows how, she, says, she flips at him. She says, you don't get to make my choices. I make my choices. Woo! Like, I'm getting goosebumps. I just got on, really. I just got him. Yeah. Can your dick get a goosebump? Is that just one? Just one single goosebump? Because <laughs> that's what's happening right now. <laughs> she is strong. Yeah. Gwen falls, and Peter webs her to stop her from from continuing to fall. And Harry pins Peter to a clock wheel. Because oh, by the way, they're, they're, a, clock they're in a clock tower. That's at the power plant, I guess? I don't know. Of course, the power needs to know what time it is. Exactly. So as the clock mechanism moves, the gears draw ever closer to cutting Spider-Man's web and sending one falling to her fate. The tension You know what's about to happen. Especially if you recognize her This is where the stall makes sense. Yes, this is not (laughs) delaying the shock value. Correct. The tension is real. This is real tension. The wheel turns, the web snaps, and Gwen falls. And the clock damage takes out Harry, and Peter leaps through the wreckage to save Gwen. Fires that shot with the web. And the and the web creates its own hand. And it does, and, and it's, it's going a... through. And you know Peter's going to land the shot. Right. There's no way he's not going to land the right. shot. He catches her, but it snaps her neck, the impact, and kills her instantly. The death of Gwen Stacy. Let's talk about it. Let's. It's arguably the most famous panel in comic book, modern comic book history. Mo- uh, okay. Where she fell off the bridge. Yeah. Peter caught her. And then to emphasize what happened, all you see is the web grabber in the chest, as it happened in this movie too. And there's a single word, like in Batman, the yep. end, uh, Night Six Six, where you see bam, pow, wow, what? Right. It just says snap. snap. This was the original snap. This was the first snap. And this snap is heavy in a Marty McFly Ooh. way. Yeah, Doc. When you see Gwen Stacy get snapped here, you know it just happened. Right. Like you see that that shot, you know she didn't hit the ground. But you know, but you know what just happened. Yeah, and oh boy, wow, does it hit you hard? This movie turns dark quick, real, real quickly. And Andrew Garfield, he's an actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> he's a really good actor. He sells it. He like the scene goes on for way too long. Yeah, in the 
best and, possible and perfect way, way yeah. of him talking to Gwen, saying, like, you're going to be okay. You're, you're going to be, be okay. okay. Gwen is not doing it. She is motionless. And it, it lands. It lands a few times of like, this isn't real. This yeah. is a, Andrew Garfield does a phenomenal job here. Phenomenal. Um, an interesting thing happens. Gwen's dead. Gwen's dead. We should say that. Gwen, Gwen is, is dead. dead. They do a really cool thing here where when the clock finally breaks, the clock hand spins around. Sure. And it lands at 121, which is Death of Gwen Stacy, Amazing Spider-Man 121. Sure is. And that is, that is a proper wink. That is a Deep wink yeah. ding. Wow. And that I didn't just notice that. That's super awesome. Super cool. So we go to Gwen's funeral, and that ends, and then Peter kind of just stays there. Seasons happen. Seasons happen. Yeah, he is sitting alone in a grave in a series of shots over several months. Five. Five months, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but but there's, there's autumn and winter, and you're like, oh, wow, he's- He's not doing great. He's affected. He's not doing great with this. Over at Ravencroft, Harry is locked up. And the shadowy dude from the end of the first movie, who you totally forgot about. Mr. Freeze or Fries or whatever. Gustav Fears. Him. He shows up. Fries. Freeze. You were super close. I was cold. <laughs> Wink. Ding. Victor. Freeze. Coming up. That's true. Not too far off. Wow. I'll work it in. I'll work in an episode 100 I feel like reference. We already told everybody what it was, but you have to oh, go back and find it. Oh, episode 100's coming. This is 91? 91. Episode 100's coming. It's very close. It is Batman and Robin. which It's the one you guys we, have been asking for and waiting for. We didn't have to tell you again, but we did. And we're going to tell you again because, oh boy, that's going to be a fun one. I'm on my way. <laughs> that is probably the worst Arnold I've ever done. Keep it. <laughs> that was bad. It was so bad. It was real bad. I'll do better on the day. That's got to be his O face for when he was with the maid. <laughs> You clean the good. <laughs> so the shadowy dude, he tells Harry that Spider-Man is grief-stricken and out of action. And Harry has a plan, but he wants to keep it small. Like, I don't know, say like six people, probably. Wink. He doesn't say that, but. Doesn't have to. Nope. I don't want to hit the table to. for this because I actually got excited. No, I was like, oh, neat. And then I remember there's no future and for this franchise. There's no more movies, But I got right. excited. So everything, and he says everything they need is at Oscorp. And they decide on using Alex, uh, Paul Giamatti as a test subject. Good save. So Gustav goes, also also known as the gentleman in, okay. in comic lore. Um, he's a shadowy man from the last scene. He walks through the um, the special projects unit, which they could have come up with a better name for. Special projects is so dumb. It is pretty dumb. So generic. That's very, but very he, Mr. Fox. He walks through the room, and you see the octopus arms, and you see the vulture wings. And if you look real close, you see the symbiote, and you see the frozen head of Norman Osborn. Terrifying. Yeah. And then finally... The armored rhino suit. It's neat. It is a really lightly. cool scene. At the Parker house, a newscast indicates that Spider-Man has been missing for five months. And Aunt May is like, man, it really sucks that Spider-Man's gone. Because all of a sudden, we get the inclination that Sally Field knows. I was going to say, let's have that talk again. Does she know? I feel like up until this point, she did not know. But I think she, she realizes Spider-Man being gone and Peter being so bummed out are linked. I think she's figured it out. Okay. It's kind of like... Uh... The Tobes McGobes, Aunt May. Yeah. Of how we're convinced she knows. She definitely in knew two, by the end. By, in two, yeah, I think yeah. we figured out that, like, she knows. She definitely knows. Aunt May is not dumb. Uh, she's supposed to be. Well, it's not supposed to be aloof. Aloof. Just right. generally old. But here. She always nope. figures it out throughout Eventually. over time. Yes. So Peter is consumed with remorse, and he finally watches Gwen's graduation day speech. I don't know why he waited this long, but he finally does it. I mean, I've been there. I've lost someone like that. 
Yeah. Not with a web to their chest and a snap or anything like that. Sure. But like a girlfriend. I've I've lost a girlfriend and it it hits you. Yeah. And you don't want to go to stuff right away. I get it. I just find it interesting that he didn't watch the graduation video before she died. Yeah, that's a little weird. That means you're not really all that committed. Yeah. Maybe. Well, he was going to move to England because, you know, England's got neighborhoods. And crime. They, Jack they the Ripper, need, as he said. He which did was say that. Very funny. That is, um, as actually a wink to the not produced season six of the amaz- of the Spider-Man animated series. Okay, he was going to go Fine. to England. And That's face my favorite Jack thing the Ripper, to wink at is a not produced thing that doesn't exist. Hey, at re- all. remember that thing that didn't happen? Let's let's throw a wink ding at it. Javier is sitting there going, "I got him again." Yeah, He's look at me. Idiot. I'm so smart. He really is an idiot. Gwen's speech was all about maintaining a sense of hope. Yeah, let's talk about this last scene, because this last scene punched me square in the feels. Yeah. Like, heavy in the feels, like in a, a point in a movie that I haven't felt since we've started this show. Really? Like, that heavy in the feels. Oh. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man I is think it's universally, phenomenal. he's universally loved, yeah. where even the bad part of Spider-Man you Except, kind of take. You can even just go like, "But he's Spider Man." Number Come one on. super it's fan, Stephen doesn't like Spider Man. Well, the he's way. wrong about lots of things. We've he heard likes that. the X Men, right? So, so he we, just doesn't like Spider Man as a character. I'm like, "Are you uh, kidding me? That's insane." This me. lunch is over. That's what I thought. In my Andrew head. Garfield taller than Stephen. <laughs> don't forget it. Oh boy, <laughs> Wolverine possibly taller than Stephen. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know, but Wolverine's I feel like it's right. pretty short. Hey, Hugh Jackman, definitely. Hugh Jackman's taller than me, so... Uh, fair. That's very fair. This last scene, you have the rhino going to town. Yeah. Literally. In his yeah. suit, and in he's his firing mechanized away. rhino and it's Paul suit. Giamatti. The suit looks awesome. The Paul Giamatti inside looks terrible. Uh, the suit is fine. I think it's fun. It's a mechanized rhino suit. Yeah. It's fun. Which, I mean, if you're going to go ultimate rhino, yeah, it's, it's great. Sure. I prefer 616 rhino. That's fine, but... As Rhino is starting to fire at these cops, yada, yada, of course the crowd's going to gather with barricades. Right. Barricades, because everyone hey. wants to watch crime. Oh, there's going to be missiles flying and bullets going. I need to right. stand on the sidelines for this. But then you get the kid from earlier with the wind turbine. Yeah. He's dressed fully in a Spider-Man He's wearing a full outfit. Spider-Man suit. And you saw him before with the missing when Spider-Man was missing, and you see him getting all bummed out about that. Yeah. And this kid jumps the barricades. And he does. And he runs, and he faces Rhino and he head on. he stares down Rhino. And he Rhino. just puts the mask on. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, I, I, it's And it's not my wiener cool this time. Scene. This is great. Yeah, that's good. It is a good thing. We already talked about I'm not Kevin Spacey. Nailed it. <laughs> Both of them. I like how we have two creeps. We got them. A lot of creeps we can talk about. But this kid's facing him down, and I like how Rhino is human enough to stop. Right. Stop firing. Right. And the cops are human enough the to go, no, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stop firing. Fire. But then I like how you hear off screen, Spider-Man arrives, and he goes, hey, kid. I got this. I got this. And I like how he has a oh. one-on-one with the kid. It is fucking it's beautiful. It's so good. It is fucking beautiful. He says, I need, what I need you to do right now is go back to your mom. Right. Fine. You see Spider-Man hop on the car, the police car, and he takes, and he the, takes the, the, the bullhorn. bullhorn. And, he's, and he says, listen here, Rhino, I'm going to need to put your, your metal paws in the air. And he's like, that's not going to happen, or whatever, however Rhino sounds. He did it Russian. Paul Giamatti Russian. There you have it. And Spidey, and he says, oh, you come down here. And Spidey's like, if I come down there, you're going to try to kill me? And he says, da! And he's like, be right there. Be right there. I love how he's like stretching the whole time he's about to go, and you're yeah. just like, Ugh. "Spidey's back!" Spidey's back. I got more emotion from this Spidey being oh back. Oh my god! Then Tobes McGobe's coming back. First I'll, of all, I was going to say, "Wasn't gone long." Dark Knight Rises, Batman. Well, coming that makes back. sense because <laughs> that makes Batman's sense. return. I was like, 
Yeah, okay. When you watch Spider-Man go head on, you see the crowd get into Spider-Man it. Spider-Man wasn't like, Spider-Man for two scenes, he, and I was more excited for it. Yeah, return. but it wasn't even that. You saw the seasons pass. You saw time pass. Right. It's really well done storytelling and visually. Did a good job. And you see the cops looking at him when he arrives like overhead, just looking up of like hopes here. Yeah. And it's so Hope fucking returns. beautiful, man. That is so it beautiful. Is, it is really cool. And, and when you see him go one on one with him in slow he motion, charges he him charges him in slow motion. Right he, in, he swings the sewer hole oh, cover. God and Rhino, Rhino and credits. So awesome. That is the Amazing Spider-Man Two from yeah. 2014, directed by the Mark Webb. How could so much go wrong with this movie and still leave me with one scene at the end that everything's right? This movie had multiple scenes where everything was right. Yeah, but that ending. But that ending was that ending. Like rough. I just felt Chef's hopeful yeah. beyond belief of like, what did I just watch? Like I was annoyed throughout most of this movie watching it. Things were taking way Parts. too long, and the story That's itself true. is okay. And there's too many plots that need to get resolved. But at Definitely. the end of the thing, I came out going like, God damn it, I love Spider Man. Spider Man like, is so much awesome. It's and so good. I'm getting misty thinking about how much I love Spider-Man, how well this is pulled off. The thing about these stories is that comic books are modern folklore. They're modern mythology. Absolutely. These are stories that aren't supposed to be taken seriously, you goddamn trolls. These are things <laughs> that are supposed to be metaphors for other things. And here, like just having that feeling of hope, that true feeling of hope, right. it is such a wonderful feeling. It was really cool. And the amazing Spider-Man 2 was able to instill that in me. Thank you. That's so well done. And to me, that made the movie worth it. I agree. The, the movie is worth it. I, I don't. It's way too long. I don't dislike that I had to watch this movie. I At the end of it, I felt okay. I was like, you know what? People rip on this movie a lot, but it is not as bad as they say it is. It's not as bad as this. It's not great. It is my sixth favorite of seven Spider-Man movies. That's fine. That's totally fair. That's probably where it belongs. But it's not bad. What's the I, last one? Uh, three? Spider-Man 3. I don't think it's a bad movie still. I, it's I think still, it's fun. It's it's definitely fun. There's a lot wrong with it. There's tons wrong with it. But there's it. a lot wrong with this too. Right. There's a lot wrong with the first Spider-Man. There's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot wrong, wrong with the Amazing Spider-Man. There's a lot not wrong with it. There's so much, especially <laughs> the people uh, they hired. Yeah, the Spider-Verse. There's not a lot wrong with that. I don't know, man. This is one that- Oh, I don't even know if I counted into the Spider-Verse. In my, there might be eight Spider-Man movies. I was going to save this list for a little bit later, but it feels kind of appropriate to talk about now. Spider-Man movies make money. Yes. Not a secret. Box office darlings, people love people love Webhead. Spider-Man. They love Spider-Man. Screen Rant last year ranked all the Spider-Mans by the worldwide box office. Oh, neat. It is extremely neat to That's see how it went down. Do you want to, uh, we're going to go eight. There are eight. There eight are to eight. one. So we're not counting Venom. We're not. Okay. We're not. It's got to be a Spider-Man-centric film. Got it. What do you think number eight is? Number, I'm not going to ask you this for all of them. Number eight is this movie. It is not. Is it Into the Spider-Verse? It is. I, I hate that that's the fact. Into the Spider-Verse made but, $375 million, but only cost like $90 million to make. So hey, you know what? It did work. Good for Netflix. This is number seven. Because <laughs> this movie did do $708 million yeah. and was considered not terribly profitable Well, for I know reasons. that neither of the amazing movies made as much as any of, this, of the Raimi movies. Correct. Because number six is The Amazing Spider-Man, $757 million, Yeah. followed at number five crazily by Spider-Man 2. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. 783 million. These are falling into like a very specific so the, spot so the far. The best ones and the amazing ones are at the bottom. <laughs> right. Spider-Man, the first one, 821 yep. million. It's number four. Then you have Spider-Man Homecoming, 880 million. Yeah. Yeah. They're going up for reasons unknown. It's not. It's not. They're, they're known. Yeah. Picture here is Spider-Man and Iron Man together. <laughs> uh, number two, Spider-Man 3. That's surprising. 
at you know what it eight hundred ninety million dollars. Venom. You know what? That means Venom would have been right below it. I think it's yeah, it would have been, but that movie was going to make money no matter what because it's coming off the the heels of Spider Man two. Right, which didn't do that well. Well, well, I mean, it did great. It's, it did phenomenal, but yeah. it's middle of the pack of Spider Man movies. Right, and then Spider Man Far From Home broke Billy. Yeah, I knew one point one billion. Yeah, I knew Far From Home was number one. That's crazy. People are like, I need to know what happens after Endgame. Gotta know. Need that Gyllenhaal in my and life. And then uh, I get the feeling that uh, if the news hasn't come out by the time this episode has, Black Widow's getting pushed again. It, not, we're gonna have no I think MCU you're right. movies in twenty twenty. I think you're right, except that it looks like Disney Plus or Disney itself is trying to find a way to make it all work because Mulan is officially hitting. Yeah. The streaming network for thirty bucks. That checks out. And it needs to be that. Here's the thing, though. That's cheaper than bringing the whole family to the movies. I completely agree. So the, That's the whole thing is that when I think of a family going to the movies, I'm thinking of four people. Yeah. That's just what I'm thinking in my head. Exactly. And Mulan is, I'm not going to go on a kid's film, probably, per se. Right. But it's not a full-blown adult it's, thing. It's the right movie to try it out with, I think. Right. And I think they're going to clean up on it. 30 bucks is pretty damn good. Yeah, that's not a bad price yeah. at all. It sounds steep I, for yeah. one person, but if you if you think of it as like a viewing for a whole family, that's right. What right I what I think is going to happen with Black Widows, I do think they're going to push. I think yeah. we are not going to get an MCU movie in no. 20, I think if we're lucky, 20. we'll get Falcon and the Winter Soldier come December. I think so because they are filming again. Yeah, they have started filming again. But with Black Widow, that's a movie that can't go to Disney Plus. No, it cannot. No, it needs to. They've already the put so run. much money into marketing, right? That they need a huge pull on it, and they're and not going, gonna. That movie's going to get a huge pull no matter what happens. They're not going to risk doing it when they're unsure of how many people will go to the theaters. Correct. So it's going to get pushed. It's probably going to hit their take their February date because now the new rumors are that Shang Chi won't be done in time. So what they're going to do is they're going to push Black Widow to February, and the May date is going to go to Eternals, so they can push Shang Chi. It's tricky. Filmmaking is really tricky when you don't have to wear a mask and socially distance. It is. So, especially- Yeah, there's a lot of rules. You have to have a coronavirus person on set now to make sure that you are that checks adhering out. to the rules. Yeah. It's the thing that, uh, that uh, what's that? Major League Baseball, what they should have done. <laughs> you think? You th <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. But it gets even more complicated when you realize that like these movies have to air in a certain order because it's they a do. huge interconnected universe. They do. And there's a, a through line. It makes line. it really tricky, but it also makes it that if you just hang on, you're going to get hit with a lot really quickly. Yeah, I think and oh, is that a bad thing? After we're going to get wait? overwhelmed in 2021 with these movies. I think I'm excited. It's. I mean, if you can just be patient for a little while longer. Yeah, here it's Game of Thrones fans. Insane. If you just be patient, then maybe things won't get rushed. Yeah, I'm on that that side of the Game of Thrones finale. That whole final season of the fans twisted the arm a little too hard. I don't know what you mean. How the last season of Game of Thrones is a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it, it's because of the fandom. The fandom got really uppity about it, and HBO really tried to rush it out so that they wouldn't have to have a huge gap and wait for JRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRR
do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. I'm patient. I, I still think we might get Falcon and Winter Soldier by the end of the year. So we'll see. But everything right now is totally up in the air, and it all depends on, you know, everything's going back up number-wise. So Right. Speaking of numbers, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Amazing Spider-Man 2. What do you got? 55. 51. Oh, People man. People said, this is good, but just a tiny, tiny bit better than, than not good. <laughs> than not good. <laughs> if you think 49 is not good technically. The ending was great, but it also gave me the heaviest hands I've ever seen. Yeah. The audience score is 64%. So okay. they said, this is fine. Yeah. It wouldn't pass if it was grade school, but Rotten Tomatoes-wise. It would have, wouldn't it? 63, I thought, was the... No, 65, where I went. Oh, boy. Jersey had less standards. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. This checks out. <laughs> wow. You could pass with a 63? I think so. That's unreal. It's not good when you go home with that report card. I mean, I guess it's only still. a two-point difference. I mean, it's not huge, but... Yeah, it's something. It's something. Damn. F plus. Roger Ebert didn't see this movie. Nope. For no reason. I just think he was busy. He's like, another Spider-Man? Why? No, thank you. <laughs> I got, I got like, things to do. Yeah, no other reason. Like I said. <laughs> Richard Roper did see the movie. He said this movie is overstuffed plot and too many villains, but yep. the visual effects pop, yep. and Garfield Stone are still better than Maguire and Dunst. I thought you were going to say something about Garfield, like- The cat? The cat. The kitty cat. Um, But Garfield Stone, definitely better than Maguire Dunst. He, he gave this thing a-, a Good enough score. This good was enough. freshy. Good enough. On the rotten side, you got Ty Burr, the Boston Globe. He said, I'm still not convinced we needed a new Spider-Man series, right. but at least this installment is interestingly mediocre <laughs> instead of actively bad. Wait, does he think the first trilogy was bad? I don't know. Maybe Amazing Spider-Man, I think he was actively bad. Maybe. But this is interestingly mediocre. Take what you can get. Yeah, I guess so. Things that we don't have a choice with, unfortunately, though, are the monsters on Amazon.com. Oh, boy. There are 359 reviews, and Amazon.com fucked me. They oh. fucked me hard, and I hated it. It hurt my soul. They changed up the way they do the one stars. Really? Where I used to be able to see the amount of one stars. This is yeah. 359. But then as I went page to page, it would show me which ones I was on, and it wasn't a guessing game of where the end was. Oh, no. This was a nightmare to go through. Most people on, on this one said that this is the worst movie they've ever seen. Yada, yada. It's not Spider-Man. If you want to watch a good Ugh. superhero movie, go watch Iron Man. Go watch whatever. Comparing it right, to things that right. it shouldn't be compared to instead of any just movie that it comes on out, its own. Any movie that comes out after Iron Man is like, it's not an MCU. So. Correct. This movie has 73% five star, and it has 3% one star. It's got a 4.5 okay. out of five. That's high. Not really when you think of Amazon. Amazon's always high. Yeah, that's true. Let's just get into these things. These people were ridiculous. They really were ridiculous. They are monsters. So I had to really cherry pick my way through all of these for a good hour and a half. Oh, dear. It was a nightmare. And people replied. Like, they, com they commented on a lot of these. It sucked. Let's get into <laughs> it. From December 5th, 2019. Trash. The chemistry between Mary Jane and Peter Parker was hilarious. Jamie Foxx is a villain? Raffle. This was more of a comedy than action. <laughs> was it? No. No, not at all. This is more action. Than... There was so much more action yeah, in this than this was most Spider-Man movies. To a point where I was like, another fight scene? What I'm worried about is how you're passing over the Mary Jane and Peter Parker part Oh, I just took that as straight <laughs> blasphemy. and <laughs> It's a problem. Oh, these two have no chemistry. It's like they never even met before. Right, exactly. Meanwhile, their trailer's like... <laughs> no, she's not Mary Jane. That's the part that is... You're not getting. Right. They said Mary Jane. They said Mary Jane, didn't they? They sure did. That's even worse. 
Because we have a Gwen Stacy. That went right over my head. So this person oh, didn't boy. even watch the movie. They may not have. Unsure. Neat. TBD. From October 9th, 2014. Ouch. They should show this movie in film school as an example of how to take a loved franchise, a huge budget, and a bunch of great actors, and turn out a basically unwatchable film. I was with you until unwatchable. I was with me until film school. It, it doesn't teach you how to do things that specifically. That's true. I was there. <laughs> Yeah, there's no example All like All right, guys. Welcome to Overblown Budget 101. Let's figure out <laughs> about this. This is what you shouldn't do. Wasted talent 101. Uh, Ridiculous. Wow. You know, some people have a certain idea of what film school is. Yeah, and some people are this guy who's pulling his putt in his mother's basement constantly, probably watching <laughs> the cartoon version of Spider-Man. Every time he points to whatever, he, he pops one. Oh, wow. That's got to be it's it. one episode. I know. <laughs> and you're thinking, he's watching old school Spider-Man. He is. I get it. Sure. From September 8th, 2014, the fact that there were more writers than cast members should tell you something. <laughs> this movie requires you to completely suspend belief and ignore all laws of physics, common sense, and logic. You're going to have to suspend your disbelief for the Spider-Man movie. Right. I'm sorry to tell to, you. That is supposed to adhere to the laws of physics of <laughs> the man swinging from a high tensile string that comes out of his wrist rocket. Yeah, and fighting an electric man. <laughs> um, Suspend it, Brian. Also, it. also, four writers, which, yes, a lot, but there are 12 villains in this movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's not really 12. There's, but there's three, probably. Three, but you also get Felicia Hardy and Alistair Smith. You do. Smythe. Five-ish. They introduce at least, yeah. It's a lot. And the gentleman. And the gentleman. They are. It's a lot. Universe building for sure. Yeah, I hope it goes somewhere. Yeah. From September 10th, 2014, it sucked big time. No real plot, just a bunch of circumstantial crap. There's one really convenient scene. Pretty circumstantial, and it kind of ties the room together like a rug. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's... I, I kind of agreed with that one. <laughs> it's not wrong. That's why I have nothing to say about that one. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, this one's going to be a little argumentative, I think, the next one that comes up. Okay. From August 23rd, 2014, nobody noticed that the worst element in this movie was the music by Hans Zimmer. No emotion as usual, no theme, and that didn't help. It's like watching a long, bad trailer. I really don't understand why after the beautiful music we had with James Horner, Hollywood is using this fast food music. <laughs> uh... We're going to get there. We are so going to get there. I have things to say about that. Yeah, so does Ryan from Experience Grind, and we'll get there too. All right. He wrote it on Facebook, and that was his his <laughs> hill to die on. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what he wrote. We're about to get a dead pretentious boy. It'll be great. Okay. From December 6th, 2014, Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone, should not have died. Hundreds of people dodged death in this movie, with thousands of bullets flying, cars and buildings exploding, 10,000 kilowatts of electricity running through the air, and Gwen dies in a fall. Nonsense. Well, it's more than a fall, and also source material. Let me tell you the, the comments that were left on this one. Oh, boy. Not one of them said source material. They were, dude, spoilers! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> That's the people we're dealing with right now. Phenomenal. Oh, boy. Dude, spoilers. <laughs> Not that source material. Yeah. Like, oh, I could have told yeah. you that before they finished filming it. Yes. <laughs> yes. From August 27th, 2014, there should have been a big title at the end of the movie that just said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it like Canadian. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, real sorry about that. 
Speaking of Canadians. Oh, no. What door did I open? Uh, well, we're talking about trolls. We are. And Canadians. Mr. King Troll himself posted something on Twitter today about the Snyder Cut and maybe being in it. Which obviously, yeah. huge troll. But wouldn't it be we interesting? Say, we say troll for him in a fun, endearing way. Yes. That should be pointed out. That's He's true. King Troll. He's in, King Troll. In a very fun way. But today, he posted a thing like, uh, or there was like rumors going around that he's going to be Hawkman in in Black Adam. Sure, and he he swatted him down. He's like, I'm not Hawkman, but I wouldn't mind being in the Snyder Cut. Or I heard I'm already in it, which like he's most definitely trolling. But it sounds like he wouldn't be against revisiting the Hal Jordan character. Interesting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then he released like a fake uh, Reynolds cut of Green Lantern. Of course, he did. That was like. 30 seconds long. I and love it, it. Beautiful. See, that's that's the King Troll right yeah. there. And it, that's what I appreciate. It included the, the Deadpool killing him scene with the script. Of, of and then it, it also included a shot with all of the Justice League watching him fly away. I appreciate it. It was very good. Well, that was the last one I had, actually. Oh, how about that? That works. I'm like reading down. I'm like, no, that is, there's blank white page at the bottom of that. Let's give the thing a super sub score. Let's do it. But first, I have some actual IMDb trivia facts. I can imagine we're about to go to a dark place. I said that plural. No. <laughs> we got to set some ground rules. Oh. Don't look at me with those doe eyes when when we're doing this, Brian. Oh, sorry. Don't do I it. I forgot about the ground. Hey. Yeah. Don't talk. Don't use that voice. Don't use your sexy voice when you tell me what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> these are actual IMDb trivia facts. People took the time to write these. Okay. And here we go. When Spider-Man comes out of the alleyway, the background behind him shows the moon and the cloud. That's right. The cloud. <laughs> which resembles Mysterio because the moon is his helmet and the cloud is his cape. Great. Terrific. Somebody, Great. Somebody's like, people need to know about this. Smoke half. Uh, second one I have here. Gwen says to Spider-Man, what are you, a caveman? Suggesting that he's some sort of male chauvinist pig. This may be a nod to Emma Stone's role in The Croods, where she plays a caveman's daughter. It may be. It I may- like how they're saying, it may it be. Could be a, it could be a nod to The Croods. <laughs> it's a lot like saying... At the end of this movie, Gwen Stacy offers to help. This might be alluding to her role in The Help. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know that Gwen Stacy always nodding to her, her, her roles in other movies. Oh, man. This movie takes place in New York. New York is on land. This alludes to her role in La La, <laughs> La, La Land. land. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Gwen Stacy said a line with the word A. This could be <laughs> a reference to her role in Easy A. Right, if, and if she was in a movie called Beating the Horse to Death. <laughs> we've we've officially a, we've done did it. it. Yeah. We did it, nailed it. The last one I have here might be my favorite. Sure. In the scene where Peter and Gwen are breaking up, Scott Dunt can be seen as an extra in the restaurant. Cool. And I was like, who the hell is Scott Dunt? So I Googled it. I wasn't going to ask. I was just going to let it die. <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah. I said, who is Scott Dunt? He's, he's nobody. This is, I have... 100% confidence that the person who submitted this IMDb fact is Scott so, Dunn. That's interesting because one of the one-star reviews that I deleted was a guy saying, I went to see this movie because my actor friend, whoever the hell it was, <laughs> was in the scene at the end of Rhino, and he got cut in the DVD version, which is bullshit. Yeah. One star. One and I'm just like, you name-dropped your friend who's no one. Like, that's all it is. And also, extras are the scum of the fucking earth. I can tell you extra stories for days. Oh, I bet. They're horrible people for the most part. What I got from this, though, is- And the sad part is I've met so many great extras who get it. They get it. It's their job. A lot of them are like parents who who work other jobs and whatnot, and they get called on the set and get to hang out with celebrities for a day, and they get to be featured there. 
there are some who have aspirations of doing greater things, but they go about it in the worst possible way. Well, of course. And those are the scummy ones. Those are your Scott Dunts. That's it. The kind of people who are our like- new, Our new enemy of the show, Scott Dunts. Scott, Scott Dunt, who was like, anybody can sub- submit a fact <laughs> yeah. at IMDb? Oh, I just became an IMDb fact. Oh, boy. Miserable. Let's, let's give it a super stuff score. Yeah, please. Starting out with story and motivation. There's a lot of story. There is. I think the motivation's actually a one. I think the motivation is is it's very, very good. good. I think the story's, the story's all over the place. Smattered along. I'm like going to go with a point the toilet five because I want to just play it down the middle on this one. Play it safe. The story's a mess. I agree, but the motivation's fantastic. I agree. Hero, Spider Man. He inspires hope. He really, really does. He, he does it so well. It took him a long time to do it, but when he does it, and he saves the day. I mean, he kills a girl, but he saves the day. Right. I'm going to go one for the Spider-Man. Yeah. I think it's a very good Spider-Man. I think he's he's pretty good. Villains. I didn't care for either. I don't think either is done very well. I am going to go zero. I agree. I think they're both pretty bad. Yep. Parents. We get backstory on his actual parents and, and see them both death. die. And we don't need an Uncle Ben we, bump here. We don't need to give it the Uncle Ben bump. It gets full a one. proper full one. one. We did it. Spider-Man with a Spider-Man with a uh, legitimate one. I feel like we should explain this. It's been a while since we explained some of the things that we talked yes. about in the Super Stuff Squad. Let's do it. When we explained parents, this came from our our first movie, I guess, Batman. First or second or whatever it was. In there. We got a uh, just a weird thing online that we found. I remember we found it, and it talked about different things that these movies should have, and we built our own score based on some ideas they threw out. But we realized that a lot of superheroes have parents die, and it's a really important thing in comic book and superhero movies for a parent or parents It's like to a die. super trope. You have to have that in order to push the story along. Yeah. And that's how that got here. You can't have adult supervision, or else you're not going to put on a cape. You're not going to do it. That's crazy. Like, but hey, that's how that got here. Get that towel parents off your Parents are neck. ridiculously important. Then they need to die. As in, not having them is exactly. ridiculously important. so important for superhero. <laughs> Full-blown one. A Spidey one, one. it is rare. Female characters. One. Gwen fucking Gwen is amazing, and I think this is is one of our better showings for Aunt May. I agree. She's doing things here, and she's- You know what? It's a full-blown one. I'm debating going higher. I don't think I can, because they still had to write dialogue for Sally Field, and it's bad dialogue. She delivers it pretty well. And the movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, it does not. Setting. Entirely filmed this in New is, York. This is New York. That's baby. actually important to me. The Times Square scene is brilliant. I'm not sure about the clock tower at the power plant, but the rest of it. I'm gonna go one. That Times Square scene is really, really good. Yeah. And filming in Times Square, even though they didn't, it's still pretty good. Did they not? I think there are parts of it that were. Yeah. And then they built uh, a set a lot somewhere else. And I don't remember where it was, but they built a set of like a smaller Times Square, and that's where they kind of okay. did all the stuff with Duffy Square and whatnot. Sure. Filming in Times Square is really hard. I bet. I remember the one time I did it was on the show. Well, the famously well-run show Smash that didn't have any problems at all. Right. It had a lot of problems. <laughs> it's a joke within the industry. We shot in Times Square one time, and I remember the DP coming up to me as the location person, just a location person, not even the one who organized this part, but I was working that night on this location, yeah. and he said, hey, can we get some of the lights turned down? And I walked away <laughs> because that is the craziest request I've ever gotten from anyone. <laughs> and what didn't help, it's and I, pic- I had a picture on my Facebook, I don't know if it's still there, was where we were shooting this musical number, because that's what Smash was, it was yeah. about the making of a fake Broadway musical. If the camera panned up to the left just a tiny, tiny bit, there was a three-story Smash advertisement That's there. phenomenal. <laughs> that they weren't aware of on the day. That's incredible. What? <laughs> 
How does that happen? I love it. Uh, Smash happens. Well, you know why? why. I know why it's so hard to film in Times Square. It's because if the electricity cuts, all those billboards are falling down. Every one of them. It's very true. I'm going to go one. This is a one for setting. I definitely agree. I loved it. I definitely agree that it's, it's as New York as you can ask for. Style and tone. It's a little all over the place. Yep. It's a lot all over the place. Yep. <laughs> I kind of want to give this one either a zero or a point two five. I cannot see it going higher. I don't see it going higher than. Uh, I don't even want to give it a point two five. I think it's no. It's totally. All, I ah, think maybe it's all over the place. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I think that's where it falls really flat for me. Is because they're introducing so many new things that they're not able to build on anything that they ever really introduced. They're yeah. not able to build They're not even sure if they want to keep it or anything. They're not sure if they want to keep it light or make it dark. Right. And yeah. Let's go with a zero. Let's let's give that a the zero. The ending feeling is great, but it's that phenomenal. is a shoehorned a thing that really somehow landed bucket. beautifully. Yeah. Music. Here we go. I want to ask you what you think. Okay. I fucking hated it. So that makes two of us. Okay, good. I fucking hated it good. like a lot. <laughs> it was so bad. Ryan from Experience Grind wrote it on Facebook, and he said, unpopular opinion, he's right, absolutely love the score in this movie. Absolutely not. I think the dubstep electronic additions to Electro's theme work well, and that Spidey theme is pretty subtle, but brilliant. Subtle makes it sound like it's there. So, no, here's the thing about subtlety. Yeah. Subtlety, wait, you did not think it was there? Because I thought it was oh, I, overblown and so? too big for Spider-Man. I caught tiny tiny glimpses of it and that was it every it felt time, like every time they teased it and it never came every time i heard spider-man's theme i was like this isn't a superman movie what are you doing it was too <laughs> big for the character spider-man is a street level hero and hans zimmer in a rare miss because he spent way too much time on interstellar this year sure was just all in on like this huge triumphant superman motif that i just did not think fit the character at all that's the fair. dubstep i was fine with because you know it what it's okay it fits the character of electro i get it electronic i don't music. know there was a whole thing with electro also when he's doing the you see me thing in time Square, and it was, was like a, yes it was like a comedic like the slapstick Smeagol asmr oh, dubstep horrible he lied to me he shot at me he hates on me fucking dumb yeah it, it turned me off immediately and i was like wow this is getting a zero yeah. for music sorry for dragging you ryan but it needed to happen also, apologies to friend of the show, Greg Feigenbaum. You agreed with Ryan, and therefore, Ugh. you both are going to hell together. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, sorry but And sorry, Hans Zimmer, who usually has a middle name. But he does. He does not earn it here. I, the man has done so much that he's bound to miss one every once in a while, and I think right? this is one of them. Yeah. There you go. Music. Zero. Did not care for it. No. I, I agree. One-liners. I got a few. It's not a lot, but I got a few. I would love to hear them. There's a great line. There's a lot of weirdly topical things in this movie about power and control and who's in charge and yeah. how to be in charge. And there's a great line that Harry Osborne actually has in that boardroom scene where he is all timid and then he gets all cocky. Sure. And he says, well, that's the Osborne way. Whatever is inconvenient, just get rid of it. And okay. oh boy, okay. that landed. Welcome to whatever network this is, State of the Nation. That's where it went <laughs> in my head. Whatever's inconvenient, it get was, rid of it. And he okay. said it in a way of taking a jab at the, his company. Yeah. He didn't say it as like, this is what we're going to do. Right. Of like, this is stupid. This is what we do. Uh, there was also another I wouldn't line. call it a one-liner. That's fine, man. <laughs> I like the line <laughs> with Gwen Stacy of no one makes choices for me. Yeah, that I was that very good. I like the line of when Electro says, I'm going to be a god, to which Spider-Man says, a god named Sparkles? That was... <laughs> 
I, I I laughed at that for sure. I want to go 0.25 on that line alone. Okay. Because it's very good. I think Goddamn it's good. Sparkles? I, I think it's going to land at a 0.25 overall. Yeah. I really like most of the quippiness that Spider-Man has. They're not so very much one-liners, but not memorable. They, gotta, but, they but count good. for something. Yeah. 0.25. 0.25. It's something. It's, it's not something. a lot. I like it though. Impact on the genre. <laughs> kill the franchise. <laughs> yeah. It's um it set up a franchise. And it's amazing it. because yeah, they intended to launch an expanded universe around Spider-Man to compete with the MCU. They had dates lined up. June 10th, 2016 for Amazing Spider-Man 3. November 11th, 2016 for Sinister 6. Summer 2017 for Black Cat, which they already introduced Felicia Hardy in this movie. Right. Winter 2017 for Spider-Man 2099. May 4th, 2018 for Amazing Spider-Man Four, and then there was an unknown date for Venom. That's a lot of planning for nothing. They had six movies lined up, and then they were like, Man. you want to just give it to Marvel Studios? Yeah, let's just give it to Marvel Studios. So the idea that I have that goes through my head whenever I think about this movie, because this is a two-and-done, whereas yeah. the original trilogy is a three-and-done. Right. Even though it was going out already. It was going out already. There was a four, but There was a knew. four. It was planned. It really was. Like, it was never going to happen. Let's, it let's never went anywhere. It. Is Childish Gambino's got a song called Bonfire. <laughs> and what this movie makes me think about is when Childish Gambino says, made the beat, then murdered it, Casey Anthony. <laughs> of, We're going to make nice. this entire thing and then fucking cut it right off. Bam. <laughs> Set it up and burn it down. Uh, it's not good. No. There is zero impact. No. Zero. Zero. Uh, I mean, it did what it did, but now even, even Andrew Garfield now is like, I wasn't Spider-Man. I was acting. And he's like, and I got a little too big for my britches. I was like, oh, I'm fucking Spider-Man. I'm the shit. Yeah. Then it was over. And he's like, eh. Now what? I was I Now was what acting. am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Zero. It's tricky when you have those types of roles because you have someone like a Chris Pratt or like a Tom Holland or like a a Robert Downey Jr. who embodies these roles. Exactly. And they actually do good with it. And Chris Evans, how they go did places. You, did you say Robert Downey Jr. in yeah. there? Yeah. All right. He's a flan rapist. He's pronounced in a, philanthropist. In a Charlie Kelly sense. Milk steak, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is your spaghetti policy? <laughs> he go, they go to these places. They inspire hope in like in, at children's hospitals, stuff like that. They have to embody this role, absolutely, and it's important. And Andrew Garfield did that, but his time is done. And He's, then it's, if it's he over. showed up now, it would just be like you're not Tom. Copyright Holland. infringement, really. <laughs> he gets slapped with a cease and desist the second he walked through like St. Jude's Children's Hospital or something. Andrew Garfield, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not you. Right. Be your character from Dunkirk or whatever. It was not in Dunkirk. Yeah, I didn't think he, he was. He was in The Social Network. Right. No, he was definitely in a war movie, too, though. I don't he was remember which in, one it was. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. With Mel Gibson. Famous, nothing ever wrong with him, Mel Gibson. Yeah, everybody knows Mel Gibson is fine. Right. <laughs> that's going to give Spider the amazing Spider-Man 2 a 4.75 total. I'm okay with that. I think that's that's fine. It's uh close to where it landed on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Fine. Perfect. Nailed it. Cool. We're great. We got a couple questions on the Facebook. I would love to hear them. Couple opinions. Oh, comments boy. here. Reed Peter wants to know what villain would you have liked Jamie Foxx to play? Oh, because Electro is a bad choice, and we agree. Electro was a bad choice. And then again, I don't think it's not necessarily a bad choice. It's just a poorly written choice. That's fair. But Jamie Foxx, I think, would do really well as Scorpion. I'm okay with that. I don't love it. But I'm okay with it. Maybe Hammerhead. I got a weird one. Okay. I keep thinking Craven the Hunter. Oh, and that's I interesting. Don't know why, but I'm just like, I kind of like the idea of him hunting, like Spider Man, yeah. because he's such a good actor and he could probably put a lot of layers to it. That's one that keeps sticking in my that's head. That's true. It's hard for me to picture anybody but Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Craven the Hunter. And that's fair too. But that's that's just my own personal sure. fan casting. 
Do you think they would have brought back Shailene Woodley for Mary Jane? Or do you think they would have recast her since they cut all of her scenes anyway? They could have gone either way with it. Who knows? I, I really have no idea. That's a good question. I think she probably would have been fine. Right on but it. it's just like super weird. They're like, yeah, she's in it. No, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> but also good for them on cutting a, another plot. Right. John Riggs says, personally, I like these two movies. I liked Andrew in this role and wasn't happy when they rebooted it again. But Tom's good. Tom is good. And Andrew does a great job on the Spider-Man side. But completely I completely agree. I don't bias Peter at all. I also completely agree. Yeah. Last comment we have is from Oliver the Ricketts. You guys can go listen to his show. God damn it. Hello. It's it's extremely funny. It's a lot. Of fun. I, I actually really enjoy listening to them. They do a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> they just did a whole like episode on the best movie from the year, like all the years you've been alive. And they went through like year by year by year by year. Great concept. And I love it because it's one of those ideas that is so broad that you could just burn through. In yeah. a way. And they do it really well. It's nice when you have people just hanging out and talking and being buds and yeah. talking movies. Yeah. There you go. God damn it. Hello. Give them a listen. Go listen. Oliver says, huge disappointment with moments of greatness. And yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Just, that is way too on the nose. It's really good and really bad. Yes. Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> this like is a, a movie. Like a 4.75 on a super stuff scale. Exactly. This is a movie that's average based on extremes. Oliver the Ricketts gets it. Totally gets it. Nailed it. Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we are talking about the Justice League. Oh, good. We're staying dark. Not the Snyder Cut. Not the, well, good. But, this is appropriate because the lights haven't come on yet in here. Exactly. It was still dark. It's still super Our dark in here. Our one flashlight is still going. Uh, this laptop that we're recording on is at 36%. Oh, so cutting it close. We're, we're flirting a little bit coming up. <laughs> this is a longie. We know that. But this movie is also eternally long. Yes, it is. Justice League. Justice League. You've seen it? I have. Have and you? I have not. I knew that. I've been told that I'm going to like it, but I've also been told from some people that this might be the one that breaks me. Along the way, <laughs> you've surprised me with a lot of, of your takes on the DCEU. Give me a, a rundown of them, my takes, because Wonder Woman, I adore. Wonder Woman is great, and I agree with you on that 100%. Terrific. I was going to go through them in order, but we've already fucked oh, that then, up. Oh, give me the order. No, give fine. me the order. It's fine. I don't know the order. What's the order? Hit me. Man of Steel. I you would, you adore love, that. love, love you that You adored movie. that movie, yeah. and I'm still like, it's okay. Yeah. But that's Superman for you. He's very polarizing. Exactly. BVS, which is I really, I liked garbage. it. I really liked it. I know you did. It's it's another one that's love it. okay. I did not love it. I really liked it. Yeah. It has its moments. Yeah. Suicide Squad? I liked it, but I also saw the extended cut, and it filled in some of the gaps. I understand the movie has a lot of issues, but I liked it. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman, which I which adore. is phenomenal. It's terrific. Aquaman, which I thought was very good. I think too. it's great. I think it's visually great. I think the story's pretty good. Overall, it's a pretty good movie. I yeah. like it a lot. I think I think we're on the same page on those two movies. Sure. Justice League, I which don't know, man. which we'll find out. And then Shazam, which was Well, Shazam amazing. is it's not the best. <laughs> a very good It's movie. not the best of the best, but it's damn close. It's, it's so good. <laughs> so um, good. So I think Justice League is the only one we're we, gonna, have. we and have. And then to go back and do Shazam proper still. We should do that. Because the only movie we have left after this in the DCEU is the Harley Quinn, or is the Birds of Prey, right. and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Or whatever we're calling it today. Yeah. I mean, that's the name <laughs> of the movie. But- um, Is officially, because I know they tried changing it when they put it onto streaming. Oh, they? oh they, they added the Harley Quinn part of it. Or something. Hold on. I don't know about that. Google, 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 Google. Yeah, they changed the name. To? It was just called Birds of Prey with- the elongated part added afterwards, and then they changed the name to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, in that's, order to get the, the recognition on there. That's dumb. Yeah, well, what but, are you going to do? That's, I mean, yeah. that's what they do. This thing, it is really her movie, too. Right. It's um, it's a good one, and we'll get there. 
we'll get there. It's on the Ebert list right now, and we could slot it in at any time because we're almost out of DCEU movies. How about that? But next week, it is Justice League. Justice League. And we'll probably hit the Snyder Cut, too, when that drops. Can't wait. Until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. We're also on a on a website called Letterboxd where you can do movie reviews. We don't really review anything over there. We kind of just post up the movies we've watched. It's with, like a, a generic score of like- With a super stuff score attached enough. to it. Sure. Yeah. I review stuff on that. You do. So you can follow Dave on there. At whatever my name might be. At whatever his name might be. I have no clue. Um, Is it Heavy Handed Hero? Because that's my name on, that's, on Twitter. That's you on Twitter, but I think you might just be D. Michaels on- That's possible. On Letterboxd. I think I might um, be. Letterboxd. Follow us if you're already <laughs> on there. I am D. Michaels on it. I do have my, my picture, though. My Brian drawn nice. cartoon me. Nice. I mean, I'm not saying sign up for it if, if you're not on it to follow us, but if you're it's on there already- It's a pretty cool way of socially reviewing movies. Absolutely. It's like untapped for movies. Oh, untapped is great. <laughs> um, untapped we also... let, reminds me of my alcoholism often. Of course. <laughs> That's what it's there for, isn't right. it? You can get links to all of those, including... Actually, I don't know if that's on there, but they're all on kpodcasters.com, our, our sweet website. It's a beautiful website designed by Brian. He did a hell of a job. Go check it out. You can check out our sidekicks. Everyone who's been on the show, that's guests true. and whatnot, they have their own bios. We have the whole Ebert list on there, too. Right. So. Under the ghost of Robert Ebert. If, if you, if Robert Ebert. Robert Ebert. Robert Ebert. <laughs> He's there. The Take ghost Ebert of. away. I, my jaw fell off a little bit. Oh, <laughs> there it is. We didn't rip on him earlier, but we got to it. Got to get wanted. So if you are if you ever want to peek under the covers and see what might be coming up next in the next random pick, they're all there. Send us an email, kpodcasters at gmail.com. That link's on the website, too. And follow us on Patreon, where we're putting out not so super movies. This month is The Rock coming soon. Sure is. Last month was Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I got some shit. I, <laughs> I fully expect that you did. I put out a theory that is a bit uh, too uh, big for my britches that I thought I backed up pretty well. I thought you did a decent job of backing up your opinion on it. Some people didn't. And that's what it's about, right? <laughs> but that's backing what it's up about. your opinion. Come at it with big ideas. I like coming out the Patreon episodes with really big ideas. That makes sense. That seems like your shtick. Back myself into a corner and just try to watch myself wiggle out. Yeah. That's uh, patreon.com slash Podcasters. We're also dropping stuff about Batman the Animated Series and, and some comic books and uh, some brackets. We will have a new Learn bracket turning. coming out soon. Coming soon to that's a, a Patreon promise. near you. But I guess we're going to see you next week for Justice League. Same pod time. Same pod goosebump. So, Brian. So, Dave. That is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sure is. What do you think happens post-credits? Because this movie did not have proper post-credits. It didn't. And I was surprised by that. It was weird. I was like, wait, there's nothing? I was like fast-forwarding slowly, like, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Yeah. Don't miss it. (laughs) I think because of all the deaths that happened at uh, Oscorp. Sure. Alistair Smythe gets promoted and he becomes the the vice president of the Northeast region and director of new media. (laughs) Um, Which eventually... Leads to him getting arrested for committing fraud, and he has to go to Scranton, Pennsylvania to work as a receptionist at a paper company called Dunder Mifflin. Brilliant.
Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think happens? What I think happens is you have Spider-Man and he launches himself into a phone booth on the street, if you will. Okay. And it's bigger on the inside. Oh. That's the thing you got about this phone booth. And when he's in there, he starts winding all these things with his webs, (laughs) shooting them about. And then he starts to regenerate. And you see him look dead at the camera, Andrew Garfield, and he goes, I'm not ready yet. And there's oh, like no. photos of Tobey Maguire around him also. And like see Andrew Garfield get his own picture. I'm, I'm making it more cinematic than it needs to be. That's and great. he changes into Tom Holland because it's pretty much like a doctor. And he's who like, thing at this point, still not ginger. 